Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. No gin hail just for the moment here. So guess what, Mr. Sharp? What happened? I'm your substitute teacher for the day. You will get run and over. I'm, I'm in command <laughs> of this whole show. Over. Oh, really? You already know substitute. Yeah, well, here get we go. Over. All right, I'll do this anyway. <laughs> So, what do you have to say for yourself today? Uh, I don't have much. I mean, it's raining. Yeah. It's raining in Southern California the past yes. two days. It never rains so, in Southern California. Something that never happens. I can't remember the last time it's rained consecutive days, especially as hard as it rained. But got a good night's sleep, so that means you in trouble. Mm, really? All I got to say for myself is, if the Lakers had just had LeBron's three-point shooting last night, maybe they would have actually come close. It must have been, around, it must have been raining in Dallas. Really? So, really? The ball must have was wet. Well, let's just start with that, shall we? And by the way, just uh, between the lines, I will advise our audience, this is Shannon Sharp's favorite tar- uh, topic of the day, and I said, let's just do it. I said, let's just tee it up and let Shannon try to actually win one debate in the history of this show. So, you know what happened. It's at Dallas. Kevin Durant got fouled late in the game. He goes to the free throw line to make three straight free throws. I thought it was a done deal. But no, he missed the second, which forced an intentional miss on the third. How surprised, Mr. Sharp, were you that he missed the second free throw? Two things didn't surprise me. The first thing that didn't surprise me, Luka outplayed him in that ball game. Let's go ahead and get that out the way first. Mm. And second of all, Skip, he's human. As great as Kevin Durant is, even though you, for the last 20 years, have tried to make it seem like only LeBron James is the only great player that have missed a free throw in a very clutch situation, no other great player has done that. That's not true. Kevin Durant has missed free throws before. As a matter of fact, he missed one last year in game four. You remember against the Boston Celtics, he missed the free throw. Okay, they were getting skunked. See, Go ahead. And see, it, and now you change it. And now it doesn't matter. It always matters when your guy misses a free throw. Mm. So what was, the, what was the issue last night? They weren't getting skunked. He needed to make three. If Kevin Durant had gotten fouled on three shots, he would have made all three of them. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, you remember in the Olympics? Do you? When you tried to make your case that he was the best player on the planet mm-hmm. based on an Olympic argument. When we've never used the Olympics. Olympic argument? Yes. Well, when, did you watch? When, when have did we Did you ever- see your guy Damian Lillard, yeah, you know, but the, Dame time. But he goes imagine, to the free throw line. He clanked both of them. Yeah, so what happened last night? Okay, but what happened in the Olympics? No, no, in the gold medal game, right? My, my argument is about the Olympics. Is that you tried to use that as your argument when we've well, never it's, based it's the just, best? No. Okay, but it's just part of it's, no. it's international competition. We've never used the Olympics to qualify who is or isn't the best player on the planet. It was you trying to use that frailty, faulty argument. Frailty? Yeah, but it fell through. And last okay, night, what if we would have lost? It would have been like the end of the world. The fact of the matter is, so even if even Skip, even when they lost in, I think it was 04, when they lost in Athens, I think that's what it was. Was it Athens? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Even when they lost there, Skip, it didn't matter. They still had the best players on the planet. And this country went berserk over it. Did so, fix it. So let me ask you a question. Get it right. So, so after Manu Ginobili, his Greek mm-hmm. team won the gold medal. Not, not Greek. Argentina, Argentina, excuse me. That means they had the best players on the planet. 
Did that change anything? They no. The best team on the Yes, play. yes, and teams normally win. Yeah. But let, back to last night, it didn't tell me anything that I didn't already know, that Kevin Durant is human and as great a player that he is in certain situations, he will miss a shot. It doesn't change Kevin mm-hmm. Durant's greatness. Larry Bird has missed a shot. Kobe Bryant has missed free throws. Michael Jordan has missed free throws. You take any great player, and I guarantee you I can find, I can pull a clip in which they missed a free throw in a clutch moment. Okay. It doesn't define, it doesn't change their greatness. That's what you try to do to LeBron. And every time you try to do it, the guy, somebody that you try to put on that mantle, he'll come right behind and mm. do the exact same thing. Mm. And then you, you break your neck trying to like, well, how do I fend this? There's nothing to defend. Mm. Kevin Durant is human. Mm. It doesn't change his greatness. And I, guess what? If he were to get fouled again, I want him on the line again. If anybody from Brooklyn is going to get fouled, I want Kevin Durant on the line again. Mm. Okay. So, by the way, before we leave the, the, the faulty Olympic argument behind, understand that Kevin Durant went and called for the basketball. This is the gold medal game. This is international stakes. Yeah. This is world crisis stakes. World crisis. Well, it is. Stop. You know it, and I know Stop it would have been the, the end of the world in this country. He called for it lost. last night. Remember? Okay. He was clapping. They gave him okay. the ball. He I, called I, for I got it. it. But he called for it to save our Olympic team because every time we got in trouble, they were like, could you save us? Could yeah. you please? And he said, give me the damn ball and get out of my way, Dame. You guys just go on over there and don't worry about it. And he went to the line and went swish, swish. In my time of watching basketball, not just NBA, but international basketball, college basketball, I can't remember a player swishing more free throws than Kevin Durant. He's like the swish artist. But Skip, but he doesn't have the highest free throw percentage makes in NBA history. So that's a, that's a faulty argument. Okay, but he is an 89% career Steph free is 90. throw shooter. Mark Price okay, is better. Okay, but how tall do we say Kevin Durant is? Do we give him seven feet? Because okay. most people do. He is the greatest tall free throw shooter I've ever seen, and it ain't even close. Yeah, that ain't no- well, it's not even close. When you're seven, the, the taller you get, the bigger your hands obviously are going to be. Skip, the man ain't got Shaq hands. Okay, he does not. But but you want to talk about sweet stroke? This, Skip, okay, do you this man you is did? seven feet tall, and he shoots him like he's six feet tall. The man, Skip, you just made a guess. What you just did? You just said Kevin Durant is the best tallest free throw shooter. Tall so, free throw. So shooter. who's the greatest short free throw shooter? Well, I, I don't know. We could go on and on. Because no such Mark, argument. Mark Price? The, the, it's, who's the best free throw shooter? Okay. Well, we, we can go on and on about that. But Kevin's one of the great clutch free throw shooters I have ever seen. Could you tell last night? Yes, I could tell. How? Because I was shocked. I fell off my chair when he missed the second one. But what had he done, Mr. Sharp, up to that point? Oh, he'd merely hit 62 straight free throws. Guess what the most LeBron's ever hit in a row in his career? And it was a long time ago. It was way back when. He once made 25 free throws straight. It was back in 2009. Mm-hmm. 2009. Let's see, we're in 22. So it was 13 years ago, back in his younger days, before he got the late game free throw demon stuck in his head. And LeBron actually got all the way up to 25. I'm shocked by that stat. I would have bet against that he'd ever made 25 in a row mm-hmm. in, in NBA basketball. Maybe in the backyard, although I wonder, was LeBron in the lab in the offseason? You keep telling me he was in the lab, and I'm wondering because his three-point shooting and his free-throw shooting have been so poor this year that I'm starting to wonder, did did he just make commercials in the Mm offseason? Because, boy, he's in a lot. Every time I look up, there's a new commercial. 
not to mention the father time commercials. There's there's a new spinoff every night. So I don't know that LeBron spent that much time in the lab in the offseason like you claimed that he did. I believe LeBron has spent a lot of time in the lab. Like I said, I'm still I, I feel very comfortable saying that there's something going on with LeBron. Uh, lower extremity. I don't know if it's his hip. I don't know if it's his knee, his ankle, his right. foot. They Ooh, said he we, missed last night with foot soreness. That's what but I do said. believe that there's something. I've watched too many of this man dribble. Right. Watched him play for 20 years. Okay, we will discuss that in just a few minutes here on this show. But back to the case at hand. 62 straight free throws he had made, and he shoots the, the 63rd a little flat and a little off right, and it lipped out. And I think he was the most shocked man in the house, and he dropped his head and he muttered, you know what, to himself, because he doesn't do that. He He, did it. He's as good in the clutch as I've ever seen. But you want to point up the fact that, look, he missed a free throw. Well, he just made 62 in a row. Skip, 62. let me ask you a question. It does not matter what you did up until that point. It only matters in that point. So if a field goal kicker makes 75, I'll tell you what, you remember Anderson? From Minnesota, mm-hmm. he had the NFL record, had missed a free throw, a, a, a field goal kick in over two years. Yep. Didn't matter. He missed the one that mattered the most. So don't tell me what he did up until that point. Mm-hmm. Tell me what he did at that point. I was there. I was in the front row of the press box. Mm-hmm. It was against the Dirty Bird yes. Falcons that you yes. played in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure yeah. Was. And what happened? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, Skip, but I'm just saying, Skip, that doesn't change Kevin Durant's greatness. Mm-hmm. Skip, did you realize that Michael Jordan was an 84% career free throw mm-hmm. shooter, but he shot 78% on clutch free throws in the final two seasons of Chicago. Mm-hmm. So they won the championship in the second of that three-peat. In the clutch moments, he wasn't as good as he was in the regular season from the free throw line. Did you realize that? Mm, I did not. Did you realize that since LeBron came into the league in late and close free throws, he's missed 17 of those. By far the most since he came into the league. Second only is J.R. Smith all the way down at eight missed free throws. And obviously, J.R.'s been gone for what now, three years from the league. Was Kobe Kobe a, a, a great free throw shooter? He was a pretty good one. Dating back to 2000, Kobe missed consecutive free throws in a two-possession or one-possession game mm-hmm. in last minute of the game ten times. Okay. So how's that? Right. So Kobe Bryant, we say Kobe is clutch, right? So, Skip, all I'm saying is it doesn't change Kobe. It doesn't change KD. It doesn't change Jordan. Okay. But this notion, what you've tried to do, and you've done a great job of put, putting this out there, and people have gobbled it up, that LeBron because James— Because the truth. Okay, so, so, what, so what was it last night? Mm. No, he's human. That's what it was last Thank night. You. He's human. That's all I've been trying to get yeah. you to say about LeBron. He's human. But he's less human than LeBron is when it comes to shooting free throws at the late game free throw line because he's, he's almost immortal in that sense because he just doesn't miss those free throws. That was the shock of shocks to me and to Kevin Durant. In the words of my good friend Michelle and Dago Cello, he yeah. wasn't last night. Oh. <laughs> if he was, he wasn't last night. Well, I don't know her. Hey, don't worry whatever. about it. You, yeah. the, the people so, at home know who she so is. So would, would you believe that 25 times in his career, LeBron has actually made all three free throws when getting fouled on a three-point yes. shot? 25 times. That's When I heard this stat this morning, I was shocked. I fell off my chair again. Okay. Uh, Kevin has made all three 118 times in his career. So 25 for LeBron made all three. Yeah. Kevin, 118 times he's gone right up to the line and gone swish, swish, swish. Yeah, but here's the thing. Nobody's arguing that Kevin Durant is a better free throw shooter than LeBron James. Your argument was is that if Kevin Durant was ever fouled on three free throws mm-hmm. and he needed all three free throws to either tie or win the game, mm-hmm. he would go swish, swish, swish. Now, last night proved that to be a lie. 
That's <laughs> all. I, well, I, I'm going to say that I'll go to this. 19 out of 20 times, he would go swish, swish, swish. 19 of 20, okay. which is phenomenal. We don't know that. Okay. Well, I do. Well, I, well, I've just well, seen it. Well, since you said it, No, I just saw that last night. Yeah. I just saw that last night. All right. He gagged one. I give you. He gagged. He is human. But would you believe, just for the record, in his MVP season, that Kevin Durant did something LeBron could only dream of doing, which is he went 50, 40, 90 that year yeah. in, in his MVP campaign. That right. means he made 50 percent of his field goals. Mm -hmm. That means he made 40 percent from three, actually made 42 percent that, yeah. that year. And he made 90-plus percent because he was 91 percent from the free throw line. Yeah. So 51 percent from the floor, 42 from three, and 91 from the free throw line. And you don't think he's the greatest mid-range shooter ever that Skip, we've ever seen? Skip, but we, Larry, how many times have Larry Bird did 50-40-90? Mm. I mean, well, during he's, the, he's all time. He's uh, top ten. Oh, but, Skip, all I'm – Skip, I'm not – I'm not trying to debate Kevin Durant's greatness. He's great. All I'm trying to get you to understand that he's human. Okay. And, and in situations, sometimes humans come up short. Okay. It was actually an inhuman effort last night that they were even in the game. They're not as good as Dallas. This was at Dallas, and Luka was Luka and had another big game and was just shaming Ben Simmons, who attempted to play 16 minutes in the game. But you told and me every this. time he was on Luka, Luka was just laughing at but him, you told La like laughing out loud, but pointing what, at but him. But what did you tell me about the two times he was all-NBA defensive? Well, I didn't tell you. This is just a fact. Okay, so what, The last two years that he played full years of basketball, he was first-team all-defense. And the last time I actually saw him play in a real NBA game was against Trey Young, by the way. Trey Young last night didn't play, and DeJounte did play, and they beat Milwaukee. Do you, do you they the, beat Milwaukee. Do you, do you see the numbers that Trey Young is putting up? Do you see the numbers that Trey Young is putting last up? Last night, I, I saw him cheerleading with sunglasses on on the bench while DeJounte just took the game over. Yes, it he, seems like he, they might be a little better with just DeJounte at stop, going. There you I, go. I don't know no, no, about that. No, I'm not going to let you talk about Okay, but the last time I saw Ben Simmons, he is doing a number on Trey Young in game seven. Again, in Philadelphia, Trey shot five of 23 in yep. that game thanks to Ben Simmons. But he shot 15 of 15 from the free throw line. Oh. So I guess Ben was fouling him. But, mm. Skip, you do realize last night that KD missed two free throws. He did. Well, he, had, he missed the next one on purpose. <laughs> That's how he did it. He, <laughs> he gagged one, let, and then the next one is on purpose. So let me guess. He missed, he missed that. He missed that first. He missed the second one on purpose. No, also. he did not. Oh. He choked his guts out <laughs> because he's got a drop of human in him. Just a drop. <gasps> he's mostly android. He's mostly, Whoa. you know, he's from another planet. I mean, if, if they, I mean, think about it. The uh, uh, Dallas had three starters mm -hmm. give you a combined total of two points. Yep. Reggie Bullock played 22 minutes and gave you zero points. JaVale played. JaVale only played. He must have got hurt. But he gave you zero points. Mm. Spencer Dinwiddie played 28 minutes, gave yep. you two points. Okay. That's the only reason the game was close. If they had given you anything, because Luka, ooh, ooh. Well, you know, the truth is that they only need, like, three starters because he has the ball in his hands so much, he, he leads the, the whole world in him. usage rate. Take it from him. Well, if y'all so maybe bad. Maybe he could pass it no, around. If ben, Sim, if ben Simmons is what you said he is, he mm. ought to shut Luka down. Mm. Remember, take it from him. Take the ball from Luka. He is a shell of self. Oh. A, he's not in shape, and B, he, he's just not right. He's not right. Who, who I, I tried to tell you, okay. oh, he's going to come. I said, Skip, the man's been away from the game for 400 days, mm -hmm. and you think he, and he's had back surgery. Mm -hmm. How many guys you know come back to where they were? It's going to take some time if he's to get back, and is he right here? I don't know. I mean, he's still only, what, 26 years of age? Okay. Okay, so he's got time.
time on his side, but he's starting to resemble a lost cause to me. Okay. Like, can you ever bring him back from the depths that he fell into? I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, so with with little to no help, Seth Curry tried to play last night for the first time in a long time, and he went 0 for 3 and 0 for 1 from 3. That's That doesn't help, right? Nope. And so it was basically Kevin or bust. And guess what Kevin did? He had them right in position to tie the game late in the game, which I thought was a big achievement for well, the Nets, the lowly. J- well, Cam just, Thomas gave him some great. He, he great. gave him some help. And he, he was the one who made a big late three that actually made it possible for them to tie the game. Yeah, all I'm saying, and this is what I will say, is this. If you put anybody in enough situations, enough times, sure. they will come up short. I don't care how great someone is. If you put them in said situation enough times, they will falter. As great as Tom Brady's been, and he's won more, but Tom Brady's come up short in clutch situations. Michael Jordan has come up clutch in clutch situations. If you put them in that situation enough, nobody's going to be 100%. Okay. I hear you. So you're acknowledging Kevin's greatness, correct? Yeah, I, I've never not acknowledged well, it. How you, can you every not? Every time I say he's the best player on the planet, but you he's not. scoff at me. Skip, but he's not. He's not better than Luka right now. Mm. He's not better than Giannis right now. He is in a chaotic situation but, that feels like it's about to implode. But, Skip, even that being said, he's not better than Giannis. That's not to say he's not great. Skip, just because I say, well, such and such is not, a, is not better than Patrick Mahomes, that doesn't mean he is not a great player. Just because I say I believe Luka right now is better than Kevin Durant, Giannis is better than Kevin Durant, that doesn't mean Kevin Durant isn't great. Okay, I got you. Now I'm going to test your Kevin Durant greatness meter. Lots of speculation, lots of reports say that maybe, just maybe, he'll once again demand a trade as we get closer to yeah. the deadline because he'll just say to Joe Sy, I, I, I tried, I tried, I tried, I tried to go with you here, right. but this is just not working. Let me out. Right. Let me escape. Yeah. And then the speculation is that the Lakers would be a destination because Joe Sy's not going to send him to, I don't know, Sacramento or wherever right. it is. He, he's going to try to do right by him right. and send him with a parting gift away right. to a, a, a viable situation. His, I'm not sure the Lakers are a viable situation. But here's the thing, though, Skip. Joe Sy, okay, Kevin, I want to do right by you. But I also want something in return that I let my franchise is not destitute. So Boston is a, but you know, Boston's not going to give up. They don't want to give up Jalen Brown. They're not going to give up Robert Williams. They're not going to want to give up their auxiliary, those pieces around JT. I believe JT is a, of the Celtics. JT is the one player that's off limits. I believe that you can have access to anybody else other than JT. Okay. So how much would you love to have Kevin Durant alongside of what, what's the end of LeBron's career? I mean, everybody would love to have Kevin Durant, but I don't know the pieces. What are you going to trade, A.D., Russ, and those two first-round picks? I think you would have a chance at this if they would take A.D., only because A.D.'s like, what, four, four and a half years younger? Yeah, than A.D.'s KD like is. 28. Okay, so I think it's four. 29. I tried to figure yeah. it out last night. Four and a half years? Yeah. So just on sheer numbers right. on years, you'd say, well, at least we got a shot with AD, right. even though I'm not the biggest fan, right. but he has had stretches in his career when he has been clearly a top 10 player. Oh, he was, I mean, for a stretch there, Skip, for a couple of years, he might have been a top five player because okay. he was giving you 28 and 12. He could go get you 50 and 20. He could get you 45 I, I and 25. I used to call him the PER Prince yes. because that stat, yes. that player efficiency yes. rating, the John yeah. Hollinger stat, 
he used to dominate it year, especially when he was a Pelican, he used to dominate year after year after year. So would they maybe take him as a quote unquote centerpiece in exchange for an aging Kevin Durant? They might. Would you do that? Of course. I mean, the Lakers, Lakers would absolutely the Lakers would do that, because even if you only had LeBron for another year or two, that means you still have a superstar in Kevin Durant. The Lakers are predicated on superstars, Skip. That's what they've always been from from you go back to the early 70s when they had LG, I mean, 60s when they had uh, West and Baylor. Mm-hmm. And then they got Kareem in the early 70s and you come on up. You got Kareem in the mid 70s yep. and then you got Magic in 79 and then you paired with Shaq and Kobe. It, it, they've always had superstars. That's okay. what they, you can't be not be a superstar. Skip is L.A. It's Hollywood. You can't, you, you got to have that out here. Like, seems like everybody, but Kevin does have an off-season home up in the Hollywood Hills. You're so right. is, is that a connection? I don't. Would, I don't, would he I, endorse it? I, I don't think so. I, I think there are other places. I mean, Boston was on. Uh, okay, I think the, the other on one that list. leaps to mind for me is New Orleans because they are so loaded with young assets. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they could say, well, maybe Kevin's the missing link. Right. You know, the the last piece to the championship puzzle. Uh, but it's, it's gonna it's gonna probably it's gonna cost you bi, maybe CJ, maybe three first round picks. So would you would be willing to would you be willing to do that? Would they be willing to part with Zion? Period for for Kevin straight up. That, that might. I mean, but they're gonna they're gonna skip. They're gonna want a big haul. The haul that you got from the Lakers. Yep. For AD, they're gonna want something very very close. Those three first round picks, pick swaps, and probably two or three of your best players. So it might take it might take a Zion Valanciunas three first rounders. It might take Bi Valanciunas and three first rounders and pick swaps. Yep. You can, but you're gonna have to give up a, a boatload to get him. Okay, I hope he remains with the Nets. I hope they can turn it around. I hope Kyrie comes to his senses. I still believe he's the best player on the planet. He's just a little camouflaged by the chaos right now. (laughs) But I still think he's as great a late-game free-throw shooter as I have ever seen, despite one little small human choke job. That's not – we're not even debating that. Okay. Like I said, in that moment, I still would want him – if somebody's going to get fouled uh, on three – I want Kevin Durant to step to the free throw lines. But I'm just saying that as human, we all have frailties. Okay. Well, right now, this show has a small frailty (laughs) because we don't have Jen Hale, but we hope to have her back in a moment. But coming up next, Lamar Jackson just lost it all of a sudden in the middle of the Monday night game at his offensive line. We're going to debate that. And also, wait a second. Jeff Saturday? Yeah. (laughs) You're going to want to stay with us for this one. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, 
Who am I taking with me to Cabo, to that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last. A lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Welcome back to Undisputed. Still searching for Jen Hale. Last night, Shannon, you and I watched your ex-team, the Ravens, pretty much dominate the Saints in New Orleans. I thought Lamar Jackson did some great things and then some not-so-good things. <laughs> but with 9.36 left in that football game, with the Ravens up 17-6, to a delay of game transpired, and Lamar just lost it. He fired the football into the turf, and then he and Ronnie Stanley, his right guard, who was supposed to initiate the snap, they got into it. Face mask to face mask. How surprised were you at how strongly Lamar reacted or maybe overreacted to the situation? Well, we, we've seen this before. We just saw Tom Brady a couple of weeks ago, Skip, that he wanted the ball in the center, didn't snap it in time. Um, I think it's really hard, and what you need to do is when you're on the road, you probably need to get to the line of scrimmage with about 15 seconds because it's already going to be hard, and you're probably going on the silent count, and that's why the guard, you see the guard always look back, okay, you ready? And I think okay. he taps, he, right? And so, yeah, he, yeah. he'll normally tap him or he'll put his hand like, okay, he's ready for it. Mm -hmm. And the, as the clock's winding down, the center is just, you know, waiting, waiting for the, uh, the guard to give him the signal to snap the ball. Lamar can see the play clock going down, going down and down. And so he starts, okay, snap it, snap it. And he just snap it in time. Now, Skip, this happens a lot. That doesn't mean I'm okay with it. I believe, hey, and, and, and Staley was trying to tell him, bro, we, 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 we okay. And Lamar's like, if that, no, we not okay. He, he snap was you after that, yep. Snap, snap to you, no ball. Yep. But I, I like the way they handled it on the sideline, Skip. The Ravens have the third-ranked offensive line in football. Because when you run the football like they do, I think this was eight consecutive games in which they've gone over 150 rush yards. That's an amazing stat. You got to go back to the 85 Bears yep. when everybody ran the football, mm -hmm. but only the 85 Bears were able to run it like this. You know what happened in 85, the Bears won the Super Bowl skip. And Lamar is throwing the ball extremely well. Yep. Now, he missed a few throws he'd he like did. to have back. Yep. Probably had Marcus Robinson on two touchdowns. He did. <clears throat> Excuse me. And come playoff time, if he can hit one of those, yep. he had the, uh, the uh, uh, Lively on a, on, a, on a seven route. He did. If he, hit, if he could hit a uh, uh, Lively on the seven route, yep. if he could hit Marcus Robinson on that shallow cross, mm -hmm. he threw it behind him. Or he could hit him on when he had him on that post. If he can hit one of those throws, Skip, the Ravens go. Ravens are scary because now, Skip, their defense is starting to pick it up. They're starting to apply pressure to your quarterback. The back end is really good. Now I don't like Marcus Peters, bro. You got to get the guy. Just shove the guy out of bounds. You don't need to try to take the ball away from him in that situation because you don't really need the ball back. Now you're ahead. Just shove him out of bounds. And, and you live to see another and then, day. By the way, he gets in John Harbaugh's <laughs> face, but he's always getting in John Harbaugh's face, and I think John just sort of ignores it. Yeah, uh, uh, right? Harbaugh's got to be the coolest guy. He's he like, is. I'm like, come on, man. Yep. But Skip, look, last night, you look at Baltimore's offense with 10 different targets, eight different guys caught a pass, and none of them was Mark Andrews or Rashad Bateman. That lets you know that the offense is diversified. 
Kenyon Drake gave him 93 rush yards, two touchdowns. Jack, Lamar L. Jack is tremendous, Skip. The way he can get his improvisational skills yep. and the way he's getting out of harm's way and then getting down. He didn't take, no, he didn't take really any shots he last didn't. night. And so well-balanced offense that can strike from anywhere. When they get, Lamar, when they get uh, Mark Andrews back, I like the addition, although he only had one target, didn't play a whole lot of snaps. I like Deshaun Jackson. D-Jack can still run. Too. I he, think he kind of pulled a little bit of a hammy was, at the end. Getting, it's, it's hard as you get old. 36. And, you're, and yep. you're not playing continuously. You go to the sideline. You wait a series or two. Yep. You go back in. He fast twitched. So he need, that engine needs to stay, stay revved up all the time, Skip. But look, I understand Lamar's frustration. Um, they were in a great rhythm last night. And the last thing, penalty skip. You you, you like because they were staying on key. You know, it was second and five. It was third and three. It was always manageable. And so Lamar said, look, guys, we got to stay on track here. I don't like the way he displayed his frustrations, but I understand it. That don't mean I'm good with it, yeah. but I've seen quarterbacks behave, you know, God dang it. John would, you know, stop his feet like, come on, guys. But it happened, but the Ravens are scary in the AFC. I understand Baltimore. I understand Buffalo's beating them. I understand Miami's beating them. Yeah. I understand uh, some other teams. They are scary. Well, they've had a 10-point-plus lead in every game. And if you go back they, and look they at easily, history. They could be undefeated right now. They're go the ahead. only team, Skip, that's had a 10-point lead in every game that's lost more than one game. Yep. All the other teams are either lost no games or one game. They've lost three. Okay. But, but they're getting they're getting right at the right time. They get a bye week now. They're gonna be tough. I agree with your scary takeaway. This team, I just like the way it attacks on both offense and defense. Yet they just lost Bateman, who is Lamar's best target. On he's the one guy who can really run and get open. Yeah. They didn't have Mark Andrews last night, but he should be back. Right. 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 But, but once you take Bateman away, he's a first-round pick. He, he's, he's gold for Lamar because right. he gives Lamar a security blanket he no longer has. Right. So, so maybe D-Jack can take up a little bit of that slack. Yes. But that scares me a little bit for Lamar. Mm-hmm. Now, back to your point about the offensive line and what happened on the delay of game. I'm an even bigger Lamar fan than you are, but that was a bad look to me because – I don't mind him firing the football. It's Brady-esque. It's, 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 Elway would do it. You know, it's, it's just it's, it's anger at lack of perfection because you got to be better than that because that's ex- inexcusable because you, you can eliminate that kind of a penalty. And uh, uh, what's his name? Ronnie Staley is a, is a he left veteran. Tackle. Staley's yeah. the left tackle. Yeah, but, but I mean – but but we're talking about veterans yeah, who yeah, should yeah, know yeah. better because Linderbaum's the center. center Remember, he yeah. took the he, he went the pick after Tyler Smith went to Dallas. Yes. So he's a rookie center, mm-hmm. and he needs to get tapped because it's so loud in that dome, as you well right. know, right. that he needs to get tapped on when to snap. So the ire of Lamar wasn't aimed at the center. It's it's aimed at the guard. Right. Okay, so, so now here we go, and it's one thing to fire the football. It was another thing for Lamar. He just went over the edge, and they get into a – screaming match on live national TV <laughs> that didn't look good. Right. It, it's like great teams don't do that. It doesn't go that far. Brady was going over the edge, and I believe it was mostly tied to his divorce that he was attempting to finalize while the football season was underway. Mm-hmm. 
I, I believe you'll see a calmer Brady from this point up forward because he kind of cleared the mental decks. Well, of I it. hope so. Hell, yeah. he gonna raise hell the whole season. No, he's he not. He did for the first eight, six, okay. seven games. So, what is still hanging over Lamar's head? That contract is hanging over his head. I think it's eating him alive, and I don't blame him because he he is hurt that that they won't reciprocate. Uh, he he has yeah. lived and died for their cause, mm-hmm. and now they're not reciprocating. They're not returning the love back to him. And and again, do I think he deserves Deshaun? I just do, yeah, because the market as you always say. It's just going oh, up, it, up, up. It ain't coming down. No, no. <laughs> Listen, this young man, you want to talk about a gamer and a baller? He is the epitome of those two words to me. Right. I also believe that he is an underrated thrower of the football, and I do think he's pass first. He is looking to throw yeah. the football. Mm-hmm. He runs when he needs to or right. has to. Right. And yet he uses his legs perfectly to me, and they call a few. Yes. And, and when they call them, they almost always work yeah. because it's just hard to stop him. But the point is, I believe he has underrated, and I don't use this word lightly, I think he's got genius about him because he sees it and feels it and reads it very quickly. He goes to the right people. He missed a couple of throws. I think he's pressing on Monday Night Football because the contract is hanging right. over his head. Well, Skip, I think the thing is for, for me is that what Lamar is learning through the process of all of this, that at the end of the day, no matter what they say, no matter how many thousands and millions of fans cheer you, this is a business. Yep. He now sees it as a business. Yep. So let me take that approach. As opposed to me, this is, this is the end-all, be-all. I'm going to die for the cause. I'm going to treat you like you treat me. This is a business. Agreed. I'm going to be very professional in this business setting. But, Skip, I, I just think the thing is he understands. He's like, you know what, guys? If I step off this field at the end of the season, regular season and playoffs, they're going to have to see me. They're going to have to see me. That, that, that money, as, Joe, as Fat Joe said, yesterday's price is not today's price. That is true. As Jerry Jones, yesterday, yesterday's price it was not today's price for Jerry. Yep. And Jerry ended up having to pay probably about $40 million more. He did. They're going to have to guarantee what they were willing to guarantee last year is going to cost you somewhere between 30 and 40% more. That is So whatever true. the case may be, whatever you wanted to guarantee, just go ahead and add another zero or two more zeros okay. to it. And I remind you what happened to my guy Dak Prescott 2019 when they went to quote-unquote contractual war right. with Jerry Jones. Dak was betting on himself. Go, Dak, go. And he went, went south, south, south. Right. He unraveled down the stretch. He was pretty horrible down the stretch of 2019, but Jerry was stuck because Jerry didn't have a plan B. No, he didn't. And all of a sudden... He finally says, well, I guess, I guess I got to do this. And then he sat right next to him at the press conference and said, I overpaid you. Skip, but here's the thing. It's going to cost you more than what they, what Deshaun got. You know why? Deshaun was already under contract when the Cleveland Browns tore that contract up. The ink is dry on Lamar. Lamar is at the punctuation. He's at the period. He's at the on the period. last page, like LT says, I'm on the last page. <laughs> I mean, the last paragraph, the last sentence. <laughs> yeah. Lamar Jackson is on the last page, the last paragraph at the period. So it's going to cost you more because Cleveland tore up his original contract. Give me, gave me more money. Okay. I agree. And you know and I know what the Ravens you know so well are thinking. Deep down, they're thinking, can he stay healthy for five more years? Because history would tell you if he continues to put himself in too much of harm's way that he won't last for five more years. He won't be the same. I hope he can. 
But if he gives you a Super Bowl in one of those that five years, correct. that's, that's all money that well spent. I would say. Can you bet on it? Can you trust it? I'm going to trust him because you, where are you going? You, you realize it's, it's hard, Skip. It's not – quarterbacks – franchise, great quarterbacks don't just fall off a tree. And yet, you can go into the draft, Skip, and there's probably going to be some available, a C.J. Stroud, you got Bryce Young, you got a couple of these guys. Ain't no guarantee. I know what I got with Lamar Jackson. I got an MVP. I got an all-pro. I got a Pro Bowl quarterback. I'm going to trust him as opposed to anything that's coming up in the next four or five drafts. And tell me if I'm wrong, but I get the sense that football team Loves him. Oh, he did, right, right, yeah. I, I mean, lives for him. Yeah. Will run through walls for yep. him. I, I don't get the sense that anybody is skeptical of his ability no, to throw the football. Absolutely not. Because all he did a couple of years back was win the MVP. You can't win the MVP. Unanimously. Yeah. Only two guys have ever done that. He and Tom Brady. He did it unanimously. Threw 36 touchdowns with six interceptions, and we know what his legs are. He has he's the most dynamic runner since Vic. And Skip, I mean, they run those that he what he fakes it one way, and then they pull the guard, and he hit it up inside, they can't get him on the ground. Yep. He's averaging seven yards a carry. I'm with you about this. On Monday Night Football on the biggest stage, he missed a couple of throws. Again, they're pressing throws. Then he just fell down on the ground and looked up. He he knows What am I doing? Because at worst-case scenario, Skip, he got a first down. Best-case scenario, Marcus Robinson runs in the end zone. He has a touchdown. Yeah. But on the roll throw to your young man, the, the tight end, likely, yeah. that, that he hit him in the corner yeah. of the end zone, it, it was a thing of beauty yes. to me. Okay, he can do that. Skip, that what was so surprising about how he missed Robinson. Because he does throw the ball so well on the move. He does. Because that's what he, I mean, in college, if you go back and look at his college career, he threw, the, he, yeah, he could throw from the pocket. I'm not saying that he can't. But he, one of these few guys, like Mahomes, is deadly accurate on the move. Lamar can throw the ball on the, and that's why he's like, I cannot believe that's an easy throw and I just missed it so far behind the guy. He missed a tight, he missed an 84, I forget his name, Skip. Yeah, I know. He had him. Yeah. On a, on a, on a, over, on a, what we call a basic cross. He did. Ten yards of the cross. He threw it behind him. He did. But. Okay, so remember, there's no Bateman. There's no Andrews last night. There's no Dobbins. There's no Gus Edwards. And yet, they, they dominated a New Orleans team that, that is better than you think. Because yes. on defense, they're pretty good. Because you know what they just did to the Raiders? They just shut them out. Yeah, but Skip, right? you, you see what happened? 38 minutes to 22 minutes. Okay, well, that's, that's who they are. That's what they do. And if you add Roquan Smith to the middle of that defense yeah. and Justin Houston looks like he found the fountain of youth. Yeah. Yeah. So you and like I said, they get Calais Camel back. He's collapsing the pocket inside. I think Pierce was out last night with an injury. He's going to probably come back at some point in time. This team after this bye week, they're going to start to hit this. They're going to start to hit their straight, their peak. And this is a very, very, very scary team because what they can do is that they can go on the road, they can run it, and Lamar can throw it well enough. Skip, I'm not saying he don't need to be Patrick Mahomes. He don't need to be Tom Brady. What they can do run-wise and the way they can play keep away, it's not like you're going to get a whole lot of possessions. It's Mm. not like you're going to get 91 snaps. You're not going to get 85 snaps playing the Baltimore Ravens. Last quick off-point point to you. Every time I watch Baltimore play, I love those uniforms so much, they make you look faster to me. <laughs> Lamar looks fast because of the – did you love playing in those uniforms? I don't, I'm trying to think, Skip. I don't remember. I don't think we had the black pants uh, when I was there. I think they got the black pants. I, don't, I, I can't recall ever playing in the black pants. Okay, but but the, I do love the, I do hey, love the black the, uniforms. The running backs look faster. 
Lamar looks, Deshaun looks with with that. There's black something skill. There's something of black black unions anyway. They look menacing. They do. They, 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 On defense, they look they, menacing. They do. They, they, and that purple. That mean you. You I mean you look at uh, uh, the Ravens and the way they play. And, and I was watching saw some of the clips, the highlight clips of the documentary that's going to be released in February. Oh, did you? Good. They said the Ravens say they just look. They just play angry. Yep. And when the Ra- when you a Raven, play like a Raven. You're angry. You're pissed off. Yeah. No, I got it. Scary team. I, I love it. <laughs> Good morning, guys. Good I morning. Am yeah, yeah. Welcome Good back. Morning. Don't you love technology issues, yeah. actually? I just couldn't bear to talk about my Saints loss last night. Yeah, so that's I decided what it was. to that's jump what it was. in now. <laughs> the drama that is in Indianapolis. After the Colts fired Frank Reich yesterday, they named Jeff Saturday as the Colts interim head coach. Saturday, of course, was an ESPN analyst. This is his first coaching experience above the high school level. Owner Jim Ursay defended the move in a press conference yesterday. Let's take a listen. Now, I'm glad he doesn't have an NFL experience. I'm glad he hasn't learned the fear that's in this league. That's because it's tough for all our coaches. They're afraid. They go to analytics, and it gets difficult. I mean, he doesn't have all that. He doesn't have that, that fear, and there was no other candidate. We were fortunate that he was available, um, and he has tons of experience. He knows this game inside and out um, with relationships with coaches and players. Um, uh, and has been a consultant for us for several years, a paid consultant. A lot of people shaking their heads wondering about this. <laughs> Shannon, what is your reaction to Indy hiring someone with no NFL, no college coaching experience at all? Skip, this is not a knock on Jeff Saturday, but there's a reason why he was available. You talk about you glad he was available. There's a reason why. Skip, what I'm about to say is not an indictment on the individual. Okay. I never... I'm never upset because someone got a job. But this is what you and I both know. Ain't no way in hell a black guy getting a job like this that's sitting around doing what we do on one of these daily shows ain't going to get an intern. Now, they got guys on the staff. Reggie Wayne, if I'm not mistaken, is Reggie Wayne on that staff? Not sure. I think yep. Reggie Wayne's on the staff. Okay. But anyway, Skip, but we've seen this time and time again. Yep. I remember when Matt Millen... Mm-hmm. Got a job as a general manager for the Detroit Lions. Good point. Talking about football, analyzing football. Same idea, yep. One of our former colleagues, I love Lynch, John Lynch, mm-hmm. was, was the number two team right here at Fox. Mm-hmm. Got the general manager job. He did. Now, Jeff Saturday. And by the way, he's done very well. Done very well. Yep. But Skip Hayward, I'm glad he doesn't have. But the number one thing yep. about black coaches don't get the job, he ain't got no experience. Mm-hmm. He never called plays. Is he a leader? Everything that they told us that they lifted up, boom, 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 boom. He has none of that. He's the perfect guy for the job. He also says, Skip, we're not building a rocket to go to Mars, but that's exactly what black coaches got to do. Not only build a rocket to go to Mars, you got to find a way to have sustainable life once you get to Mars. Good point. This is what I want them to do mm. with the Rooney Report. Yep. The rules. Yep. Throw yep. that bull jive in the trash mm-hmm. because what this man did lets you know the Rooney rule has no teeth and it never had teeth. Skip, what this showed you is that these men, these 32 powerful men and women are going to hire who they want. So stop trying to peddle, trying to sell diversity. Stop trying to sell, try to make it look good. But this is what we're trying to do. And by we- the way, make the point. None of those 32 look like no. you. 
They're going to hire somebody that looks like who? Them. Mm, okay. That talks like them. Yes. That travel in the circle like they do. Okay. And Skip, I got no problem with that because this is what I've come to. I'm resigned to my fate. Men that look like me, I'm resigned to the fact you're going to have an awful hard time to break that glass ceiling. Yep. And that's what it is. So kudos to Jeff Saturday. I hope he does an unbelievable job. I really do. Because I, I like Jeff. I mean, I, I've traveled up to talk to him a, a lot of times. This is not a knock on John Lynch. This knock on, I don't, up, like I said, I don't begrudge the man for getting the job. It's the process mm -hmm. that I have a problem with. Yep. So anybody that tells me, oh, he's, no, stop it. Yep. Because everything that they outlined, we just, we just did it a month ago, where they lined out. He doesn't have an experience. He's yep. never called play. Can't he leave? Yada, yada, yada. Yep. And now they say, well, that don't even matter. I'm, I'm glad he doesn't have an experience. I thought experience was the key. <laughs> and this man <laughs> said he doesn't It's mean, so ironic. It's just like... He's glad the man don't got no experience. He, he, uh, the, the, uh, uh, because what the pressure that comes along. Man, look, if you play in the NFL, you understand the pressure. You magnify the pressure of your head coach because at me, if I just play, I just got to do my thing, block, catch. That's all I got to worry about. If I do that to the eyes of my Billy, I'm going to have a job. He got to worry about special teams, offense, defense, setting the travel schedule, the practice schedule, the meeting schedule, all that. So obviously the coach has a harder job. Yep. Man, this is some bull jive. This, mm. is some, this is some bull jive. Like I said, Skip, the man, he said, uh, Jeff Saturday said that when Mr. Ursay called him, he asked him, why am I a candidate for this? Mm -hmm. Why am I a candidate for this? I got nothing else for you, Skip. Mm. Okay, I got something for you. In my many years at ESPN, I worked often with Jeff Saturday, yeah. so I, I got to know Jeff fairly yeah. well. Yeah. And as you know, and you said, he, he's a he's a good guy. Yeah. He's pretty he's, fun to be around. Georgia boy fun. like myself. He's a Georgia guy. He, he <laughs> coached at a Christian academy. In the cooler. Yeah, which is... North of me, north of Atlanta. Just north of Atlanta. That's his experience. But he did play 13 years for the Indianapolis Colts, snapping footballs to Peyton Manning. And one he made year for Aaron Rodgers. One year for Aaron Rodgers. And he made five Pro Bowls, and he made two All-Pro teams. Mm -hmm. So he was a pretty good player. Maybe you were on some Pro Bowl teams with him. I don't know. Maybe I think I was gone by the time maybe, he maybe. got there, Skip. Yeah. Okay, but he was there for a long time. Yeah. The point is... This perfectly illustrates the issue at hand. I can't, I, I, I couldn't make it up better. I, I couldn't draw it up on a board for you any better. Jim Ursay knows and loves Jeff Saturday. He likes to hang with him because he's a good hang. He's fun to talk to about life and sports and whatever you want to talk because it's easy to talk to Jeff Saturday. That's what's happening here. Jim Irsay is sick and tired of what he's seeing on the football field. I assume he was starting to fall apart with Frank Reich because, again, they were at odds over the quarterback situation because I think Frank wanted to go forward with Carson Wentz, and Irsay said, no, Yo, end let's, of story. But, Skip, at some point in time, you got to stop doing this patchwork. Okay. They've patchworked since uh, uh, Andrew Luck abruptly retired. Okay, it's I been got patchwork that. ever since. Yep. Okay, I, I got that. But he's just saying, I've had a miserable year. My, my, what do they have, eight, nine games left? I'm not yeah. sure. Eight games. He said, I want to be happy for eight games. I want my guy Jeff to hang with me here where I can talk <laughs> to him every day. Because, listen, Jim Irsay is hands-on. 
not so much publicly like Jerry, but behind the scenes, he's his hand, his fingerprints are all over this. Yeah. He is the operating GM, even though Ballard is he's going to keep in but there. He's he yeah. going to keep his job. Yeah. Okay. Mm, okay. But the point is, Jeff Saturday is exactly who he wants to be his head coach because he wants Jeff to be his best friend. Right. That, that's it, it's going to come down to that, and often does for a lot of the white owners yes. because that the, they're that this is their their sideshow. This is their. Um, their hobby almost, you know, even though Jerry lives and dies with the Dallas Cowboys, most of them have made their money doing a lot of other things and they're still making their money elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And this is for fun. Well, it's not fun if you have to hire a coach that you don't have great rapport with because that takes some of the fun out of it. Because if you hire a coach who's, Heisman posing right. you, then you feel like you're kind of have to you have to hang over here in the background and watch it unfold, and you don't have as much input into the situation. But Skip, you've been around this thing for 40 mm-hmm. years. Have you ever seen, especially when you got Gus Bradley, if I'm not mistaken, is on the staff. He's been a head coach. Yep. I think John Fox is is contributing. Yep. He's been a head coach at Denver, Chicago, and Carolina. You so you've had guys with head coaching experience. I. To my recollection, I'm not saying it hadn't happened, but to my recollection, recalling off the top of my head, yep. I can't remember when someone in, in football has gone outside, brought a guy in with no previously high school or uh, uh, yep. high school NFL or college coaching yep. experience to be an interim. I've never seen somebody bring an interim okay. from I, the outside. I, I read this this morning. The only time it's ever happened was in 1961, back in the dark ages, when it was the first year of the Minnesota Vikings, and they hired Norm Van Brocklin, Rock, okay. who, who had not coached anywhere at all on the college or pro level, okay. to be their first head coach. Okay. But they were fledgling. They were they were just getting their expansion. Right, they were the expansion started. team. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the Colts okay. have been around for all a long right. time. And, and just for the record, just, just to illustrate this, what was Jimmy Johnson's initial issue with Jerry Jones when, when Jimmy was hired? And again, he had no pro coaching experience, but he had a whole lot of college yeah, coaching experience yeah, yeah. as a highly successful head UM, coach. UM, he's at Okie State. Okay. He was on the, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was on the staff at Pitt, Pitt. in the early 80s. He definitely was, and he was at Jackie Iowa Sherman. State and Oklahoma before that. Okay. But the point is... The reason he and Jerry started to clash was Jerry had just bought his way into and named himself the president and general manager of the Dallas Cowboys. And Jimmy's thinking, wait a second. I paid every dues you could pay possible. I started as an assistant coach at Picayune, Mississippi High right, School. Right. And all those stops we just named, I fought all the way up the ladder yeah. to get to this moment. And all of a sudden, Jerry just went out and, and hit, hit a gusher. Right. That's all he did. Right. You know, and he did play college football. But, but my point is, that's where the clash started, is that Jimmy's looking at Jerry like, you, you didn't pay any dues to get here, exactly. right? So yeah, how much credit do you deserve? I don't know if you read, uh, Jimmy's coming out with a book. He is. And in his book, yep. he, and I read a little an excerpt of yep. it from a, a New York Post, and it said the problem that he started to have with Jimmy, uh, with Jerry. Jerry had with Jimmy, yep. he said, Jerry said, I just made $5 million. You trade for a backup guard and you got all the credit. He said, I want some of that. Mm. So now there all of a go. sudden, Jimmy was getting all the credit. Jimmy getting all the credit. And Jerry like, hold on. You know, he tried to photobomb. Hey, what about me? I did it. It's my money. That's it. Okay. <laughs> so, All right. So here we go again with the situation in which Jim Irsay is saying, this is for eight games, hopefully more. So then he's asked, well, wait a second. Are you going to circumvent the Rooney rule, which obviously requires them? Which you to, don't have to, to do in season, though, yes, I don't think. I don't think you have to do Not in the middle, that. not for an interim. Correct. But, but he's hoping he's beyond interim, right? right? But the Rooney rule requires, is it up to Two three? Or three? I think it's, it might be. 
it, Skip, it's two for the head coach and the general manager okay, job. I think it's two and two. you have to interview. And yeah. the only thing that I liked about it was it would put up-and-coming uh, black assistant coaches on the map because it would become publicized. Oh, he became a finalist for that job, and then other owners would right. say, oh, that guy, you know, and then pretty right. soon. And to Ursay's credit, he did hire Tony Dungy, and yeah. he did become the first black coach to win a Super Bowl. So he did do – he's got that on his resume, and he followed it with Jim, Jim Caldwell. Caldwell. Okay? Yes. So just for the record and objectivity and fairness, he did do that. Yes. So I think he's saying to the world, well, I already did that. That's on my resume, right. so now I can do whatever the hell I want to do, and I want to make this guy my head coach. <laughs> and again, just in a vacuum, I was like owners who want to plunge and go outside the box and take a shot. So I, I'm not condemning the shot that he's taking because he knows that Jeff Saturday was a leader of the Peyton teams. Yes. Okay, so he's hoping that just on sheer leadership it'll translate in the right. locker room. But we have so many qualified black candidates just sitting there on the edge of greatness to me, and all they need is an okay. opportunity. That's it. Okay? And, and here we go with another, I don't know if you want to say this is a good opportunity, because the, the problem they're going to have, to your point, is they still don't have a quarterback. Right. Ellinger's a good college quarterback, nah, and he's a tough kid, and he's going to fight I, for I don't him. really think they started through. I don't know, I, and I understand that Matt Ryan was not playing well. His offensive line is getting the hell beat out of him. Yep. Your offensive line is getting the hell beat out of Sam Ellinger. Ellinger yep. Yep. And he doesn't know nearly as much as Matt Ryan. No. So he's going to even look worse than what Matt Ryan was looking no. when you put him out there. But they, don't they have Nick Foles? I don't know. Is he still sitting there? Okay. <laughs> well, I, I guess I, I don't know. They're going to have to end up. Guess what? They're going to end up turning around in three more games. They're going to be right back with Matt Ryan. Okay. Well, you could be right about that. But the point is, he's hoping against hope that, that he made a genius move. Oh. I was the one who thought of Jeff Saturday. Congratulations to Saturday, Jeff sure. Saturday. I no, got, I got no, it. Skip, I got no. I don't, and I want to repeat. Yeah, I got and, no and problem. I buy every ounce of what you None. just said. It's yep. the process. Yes. in which they get to circumvent that, like he said. Oh, we're not building a rocket to go to Mars. Black men coaches yeah, got to build are. a rocket to go to Mars, Skip, and then you got to find a way to live once that, you get there. That is true. I am with you. And by the way, last quick point before Jen jumps in. It was Jeff Saturday who tweeted last Sunday during the Raiders game that the Raiders are terrible. And now he's got to go play at the Raiders. Well, you, you about to find out how terrible they are. Well, or interesting. Not. Wow. Here we go. Don't think that's truth, not going up on the bulletin board. Truth is stranger than a fiction. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they are going to be repeating that over and over this week. All right, guys. Still to come here on FS1. How concerned do you think the Lakers should be, Shannon, about LeBron's sitting out with a foot Very. injury. Uh -oh. That's coming up on the other side of this break. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. 
BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputed pod. Your mental health journey begins here. And I won't back down. LeBron was out for the Lakers last night with foot soreness. The team went down 139-116 to the Utah Jazz. Second game of a back-to-back for L.A. LeBron had 27 points in the first game, which was a loss, by the way, to the Cavs on Sunday. All right, Shannon, how concerned should your Lakers be about this situation, this injury for LeBron? It's very concerning. He doesn't look the same. Skip, I didn't, I didn't second guess this. I first guessed it. You did? I said, Skip, he doesn't look the same. Something is going on with LeBron. And it's his lower extremities. I don't know if it's his hip, his knee, his ankle, his foot. They said he, he missed this game because of foot soreness. Now, he did turn the ankle uh, maybe it was against Utah. I think he turned the ankle, laid on the ground, tightened his shoe up, but he stayed in the ball game. Skip, it's, plus, any, anybody that gets an injury in year 20 is serious. I mean, he's not, he, LeBron is not 22 mm-hmm. anymore. And he, he's having a decent season, Skip. He's 24 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, but he's shooting 45% from the floor, lowest since his rookie year. He shot 42%. He's shooting 21% from the three. That's the lowest since his rookie year. He shot 29 that year. What we're starting to see, is that the injury are starting to pile up as he go. Because, Skip, he missed 26 games last year with knee, ankle, and abdominal injuries. Missed 27 games in 2021 with ankle injury. And only in his four years since he's been with the Lakers, only once has he played 60 games or more. Mm. So we're starting what we never saw when he was in Cleveland the first go-around, what we never saw when he was in Miami, uh, when he went there, what we never saw when he went back to Cleveland is that all of a sudden we're starting to see with greater regularity. And it's not an injury that keeps him out. Remember, Skip, when he first went back to Cleveland, he had a back injury to sideline in two weeks. What we're starting to see is that the ailments are starting to come with greater regularity, and they're starting to keep him out for far uh, uh, significant periods of time, which is never good. And that's what happens. The, the soft tissue, the ankle, the knees, the joint, the ligament, Skip, as we started, we, we're, not as, we're not as sturdy as we once were. And when things, you know, when things go wrong, they, they, they hurt and they last a little bit longer. So they should be concerned. I'm concerned. I was concerned after three games when I watched him play. I see him starting to drift again on his jump shot. I see the, the elevation not there on the layups and then the, the dunks. I see the, the, the shortness of the shot. Yep. So I know something was wrong. I've seen this man dribble the basketball for his entire career. Mm. A million dribbles. I know when something's wrong. Something's wrong with LeBron. Mm. Is it possible that life is just imitating art? Now that we have these series of Nike commercials, LeBron versus Father <laughs> Time, that Father Time's just starting to win. Is that possible? It's possible, Skip, but I didn't see any signs of Father Time in the first game when he gave you 31, 14, and 7. I didn't see that. Something has happened, Skip. Something has happened. Now, I'm sure at some point in time, it's going to come out that LeBron was dealing with something. You watch. Well, that's my point. Okay. <sighs> Slippery slope that we're on right now because we're talking about something we can't know. How hurt is he? Hurt foot. I don't know. 
Big deal, no big deal. I don't know. There's only one human who knows that for sure, and that's that human. My only issue with LeBron over time has been he is the all-time master media manipulator with help from Maverick Carter, who is a genius, and Rich Paul, who has genius about him also. They know how to manipulate the media. LeBron is much better at making narratives than he is at right now making threes or free throws. <laughs> the point is that they're so skilled at it that he had the one 0 for 7 game, and then he announces to the media, or he just, um, what's the best word? He, he just uh, allows to the media after the game, he's the one who brought it up, that, hey, I was so sick over the weekend that I had to miss our annual Halloween party, which is my favorite night of the year. Well, it played great because, oh, man, LeBron had to miss his Halloween party. Well, it went beyond just the game because we all know that he and Savannah like to dress up like mm -hmm. all the rest of them and go to the party, and it splashed all over social media. Right. So it, it played well. It, it worked. It was, it was brilliant media manipulation. I didn't need the media. Okay. I, I tweeted immediately. Once I saw him run up and down the court two times, I said, is it me or did LeBron look exhausted? Okay. He can't catch his breath. Okay, but he continued to play in that game, and he played high minutes in that game, and he continues to play high minutes for this team. He plays the most minutes on the team. So how, how am I supposed to swallow? Just let me finish this okay. point. Last night, they're playing back-to-back -back on the road at Utah. Well, obviously – He's already penciled in or inked in. He's not going to play that game because a lot of the, the older players don't play that game, right, right? Right, Because that's the way of the NBA world now. Nobody plays back-to-back. -back. Right. You're, you're going to pick one, and you're not, and you're not going to play the next right. one. You might miss the first one and play the second one or the other way around. And yet he wants to – because he, he is so bad from three right now. He's on historically bad yes. pace. And he ranks 164th out of 165 three-point shooters. Only Lou Dort is worse right now. And LeBron's at 20.7%. So it's, it's great narrative to, instead of just saying, oh, LeBron's sitting tonight, well, every, no, nobody would have even blinked at it because you'd say, oh, okay, well, he's, he's in year 20. He's not right. going to play back-to-backs. And yet they had to he, – he wanted them to announce – He's got foot soreness because it plants an excuse. Maybe it's a valid excuse, yeah. but it's an excuse nonetheless. And now you're running with it, and you could be right, or you could be just playing the game for LeBron. Right no, nah, I ain't run with it. I, like I said, I, like, when you watch someone, as long as I've watched someone, and, and being an athlete and having to deal with injuries. Now, Skip, I'm not excusing it, because, and that's what uh, – um, Darvin Ham said, he said, yeah, he was a little on the weather, but once you lace him up, bro, you out there. You got the play. You got and to give you, it to you me. You have always I, said that. I'm a firm believer. I know. Because okay. I've taken the injections and still yep. went out there and, and played at a very high level. Right. So there, that's the level of expectation. But, Skip, I've watched this man too closely for too long for something not to be wrong with him. Now, I'm not saying, look, and it's hard to believe that Father Time, like all of a sudden. Normally, Father, see, sometimes you can step off a cliff, but I watched him in game one and he looked fine to me. And then slowly but surely, as the guy's like, hold on, where's the lift? You're missing layups. I mean, everything you shoot is short or it's a complete air ball. Nah, mm. nah, nah. And to use your favorite phrase, I thought in the first two games, he was actually sitting in the defensive yeah. chair, as in squatting into a defensive position yeah. to actually defend. Yeah. And I thought for two games anyway, maybe even three or four games, well, the, the stats said they were a hugely improved defensive team thanks to Darvin Ham's 
interaction. Not, right? not anymore. Not anymore, because last night they gave up almost 140. Wasn't it 139? 139. Okay. They gave up 76 in the first half, and they get that third quarter, got them again, gave up 39. Okay. So once again, I was hoping to see what our man Russ would do without LeBron, because you kept telling me from the start before last year, the reason they went and got him, the reason they paid him, how much was it? 44 million last year. The reason they're paying 47 million this year is just in case an aging LeBron needs to take a game off here or there. Maybe he's got lingering foot soreness. Maybe he just ate something that did not agree with him. But for those games, don't you need Russ? to pick up the slack? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So what happened last night? I mean, he got off to a great start. He was shooting the ball well, 4-4 from the free throw line, 2-3 from the three-point line, 8-14. He only had two turnovers. You can live with that. But okay. What's the final stat on your stat box? Oh, but he was minus 23. He was, he minus, was minus 23. Help me out. Is it even close on the Lakers, no. who's as bad as minus 23? No. So remember, for the time he was on the floor last night, as good or, or actually – He played replay. But, like, they're Offensive, sensational. Great. Like, like you say, yes, 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 no. Right. Because the last stat – says that when he was on the floor, they lost by 23 points. Yes. Well, how can that be? Because who's the second worst Laker on the list? Uh, Max Christie, who's 16. <laughs> okay. Well, that 16. So he's 23. And obviously, Utah has nobody who's a minus 23. Ain't nobody, play, ain't, ain't nobody played no defense. Okay. Ain't nobody played defense last night. I guess they was like, you know what? We're going to try to outscore them. Because they gave up 42 in the first quarter. They go score 37, but they gave Utah 32. Yep. So it's 71-62. I yep. mean, 71-76. In the first, and then you go out and you give up 39 points in okay. the third quarter okay. when it's over. So what are you going to do? I mean, yep. you know, you okay. skip again. If you look at this team, you tell me, skip. What? Who? Where? I mean, you you signed Toscano Anderson. What? What has he done? Matt Ryan. Is, Matt Ryan hit the shot, but come on, man. We look at these guys, skip. These are guys. He's an Uber driver. Skip these. Yeah. Skip these are guys. None of these guys are defensive. The stalwarts. So what what we got the first two or three games, Skip, that was an anomaly. Because when you look at these guys, who who's your defensive guy? Kendrick Nunn don't play that. I mean, Kendra Nunn had his best shooting night, but he was uh, minus I mean, 11. AD is capable of playing high-level man, defense did you see, when man, he decides. Man, I saw Laurie Marketing calling for yeah. the ball to say, let me get at him. I agree. That, that, that's Laurie Marketing. Said, I want the ball. Give me the ball on the block. And and yet that Utah team going into the year, everybody penciled in. It. It's a it's a lottery team, right? Yeah. At at the very best, it's a lottery team, but it's going to be uh, yeah. the worst team. Of course, you're thinking that. You give up your two all stars, you two all NBA players. You trade both of them for draft picks. You get some compensation. Like, oh yeah, y'all take it. Y'all trying to get the big, uh, the French kid. Yeah. Y'all ain't fooling nobody. No, Mm-mm. they got the best. They're the best number one seed in the West right now. Okay, so they've just stuck it to the Lakers twice, and the Lakers are starting to look like. The worst team. They might be. T- they might be tanking. But unfortunately, for what? Because you ain't got no draft picks no, next no, year. No picks. So, poor Darvin Ham. He s- stepped up again after the game, and he said, "You know, this is an excavation project. You know, I'm, I'm trying to lift this up from the depth." But he said, "You know, you can write it. You can book it." I'm paraphrasing his quote. We will turn the corner soon. And I, I, he was supposed to be the new sheriff in town, and I kept telling you before the year, I like Darvin Ham. I think he has no idea what he's getting into, and he's starting to have an idea. Skip, you remember they said the Lakers are going to try to wait to Thanksgiving. And what did I tell you? I said, Skip, they might, Skip they, might be, they might be two uh, uh, and 14. They might be three and whatever. 
They're going to be so far behind. You think about it. When you get that far behind, do you understand what you have to do? You would literally have to go on a 14, 15-game winning streak just to get to 500. You would. How many teams win 15 games in a row within the course of a season? Not very often. Well, you get the Clippers without Kawhi tomorrow night. I just saw the Clippers yep. track down the, uh, the Cavaliers last they night. Tracked them down. They they do that a lot for Ty Lue. They do it a lot. That's who, that's, that's who should have been their coach. That down. was the first mistake I, that I, what you call him made. Yep. He should have been the coach. I got it. You're right about that. And Ooh. I told you, I said, hey, Ty Lue the guy. He is the guy. And I root Shannon, for him. Shannon, if it's any... <laughs> <laughs> it's any consolation, Darvin Ham says LeBron's foot is not structurally injured. It's just irritated, and he needs to manage it from getting stepped on. Time will tell. We'll see, gentlemen. Yes. All right. OBJ, guys. Uh-oh. Here we go. Is he headed to Dallas? Uh, here he That's comes. <laughs> oh, now you want to be Dallas. Yep. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Earlier today on 105.3 The Fan, Jerry Jones was asked about Odell Beckham Jr. Jones said, quote, Odell is someone that we have all the appreciation in the world for. He's a competitor. I know the Cowboys star on that helmet when he puts it on could look pretty good. Hmm. All right, Shannon, you first. Can you see OBJ actually signing with Dallas? Well, from all indications, I heard it was going to be a bidding war. When it comes to bidding wars, when's the last time Jerry got involved in a bidding war, Skip? Dion? Maybe neon Dion. <laughs> so that was in 95. He might have been bidding against himself, for all I know. <laughs> so that, that's what's concerning, Skip, because mm-hmm. when you hear bidding war, that means other teams are going to get involved mm-hmm. because other teams want and probably need Odell services as much as the Cowboys. So, Jerry, the ambiguity that he has a great tolerance for. Tolerance for for ambiguity. He does. That's his favorite (laughs) phrase in the world. So how much tolerance does he have for this ambiguity? Mm -hmm. Because he doesn't know the other players, and he doesn't know what they're willing to go to. So are you willing to possibly go more than $2, $3 million over because you don't know what what the ballpark you need to get in? So for me, Skip, look. Could they use them? Absolutely. Look at the Cowboys. They rank 25th in passing yards, 190 per game. The league average is 221. C.D. Lamb has 556 yards, three touchdowns. But here's the thing. They haven't had a receiver that reached 100 yards this season. That's very concerning. Now, uh, Odell could add some juice. Uh, Noah Brown, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup still nursing. James Washington is going to come back at some point in time. I know they're relying heavily on him. But he's 50-50. 50% he catch it, 50% he drop it. I it's agree. not like he a sure thing. Yep. So with that being said, yes, he could. Uh, uh, they could certainly use Odell. The question is whether or not, rather or not, they're willing to pay the possible price that it's going to take to get Odell. Because if we hear Green Bay, maybe the Chiefs, maybe there are three or four teams out there, Skip. Yep. 
you're going to have to probably bid, and that's what you want. It's not one team or only one team. You want these teams bidding and then the highest bidder. Not necessarily saying that he'll go to the highest bidder. Okay, who's going to give me the most money, present me with the best opportunity to contribute, and also present the best opportunity for me to win a Super Bowl? So could he? Could the Cowboys use it? Hell yeah, they could use it. Mm. I know Jerry pretty well. And when he goes so far as to speak publicly – with this sentence, I know that that's Cowboys star. <laughs> well, you could argue. Well, he no, he'll free. Look, he's, he's not free. on the team, so it's not tampering. I know the Cowboys star on that helmet when he puts it on could look pretty good, said Jerry Jones, yeah. dropping the biggest hint yet. Stevens dropped a couple of big ones. He has. And it feels like they're about to drop a big old bombshell on the NFL. It sounds like they're already negotiating with said superstar or former superstar. That what? I, but you told me all that was done. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Jerry does have the cap space to get into a bidding war, but I don't know that he needs to go that far into making the bid because he has something to sell to Odell. And that something is America's team. It is that star on the side of the helmet. And he's already lobbying for that. He's already negotiating with Odell when he's talking about how good that star on the helmet would look. I believe that deep down, you disagree with this, but I believe deep down every player in this league, every player who's ever played in this league, deep down secretly, if not publicly, wanted to play for America's team. It's the star on the helmet. It's the star on the shoulder pads back in the day. It's the metallic blue jerseys. It's everything Dallas. It's the biggest stage in the sport. It's the team that rates the best. It's the stage that was made for Odell Beckham Jr. See, see, there you go. You already trying to sell. I need the money. Skip, in my okay, neighborhood, I, we got to we got to say it. Money out of sight, cause a fight. Show me the money, Jerry. Don't okay. be telling me to sell no star or and what it's like to be in Dallas and the barbecue's good and the ladies are nice. I don't want to hear none of that. Yeah. Put the money. Make the money right. Here's what's nice. I'll guarantee you right here, right now, that the top five TV-rated games this year will be played by America's Well, they should put the money in my pocket then. Okay, but it's a stage upon which you can score, ask, or see Dak Prescott. He's in one national TV commercial after another. I'm just getting there. They're not gonna give me. They're not gonna give me those sponsorships like they gave Dak. Dak has been there for Dak is a commodity that's been there for seven years. I'm coming in fresh, so I got to I got to uh, uh, work my way in. So now let me get this money to make it right. Mm, fame by association. Uh, he, he's on there. He's OBJ. Yeah. He's OBJ. <sighs> this is perfect for him, and I also think he's a shrewd operator, and I also think he knows he would be a great fit in Dallas because he's no longer a number one. Mate. The money. <clears throat> they have a number one. If he wait, goes, wait, yeah. You know who he is. You call him CD Dam. That, that, that. He's still there. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's he's got a new best friend, Dak Prescott. Who knew? I, I never saw it before, but all of a sudden he has reemerged as the number one. The point is, if if let's just say Kansas City or let's say Green Bay, if if you go to either one of them, he's not gonna go live in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. He's just not gonna do yeah. it. But the point is, if if, if you walk in the door. In Kansas City, Missouri, you're you're going to be proclaimed the savior at wide receiver. Oh, you're the new Tyreek. Oh, thank you, well, thank you for saving us. Well, they're going to say they think he's the new Michael Irvin. Huh? No, they, they think he's the new Michael no, Irvin. Who's wearing eighty-eight? Now? Uh, no, he just wearing it on. No, there'll be he no just, pressure. All he does, he's he just a mannequin with that jersey on. 
Odell could slide right in as a perfect number three to Michael Gallup, who is clearly the number two. Michael Gallup ain't no number two. Well, maybe Odell could rise slowly into the number two spot, but he knows that he can lay in on the perimeter from the the 88 who's taken on the jersey number and carried it into stardom. He ain't carried nothing. Okay, well, we'll see about that. But, okay, maybe he slowly but surely becomes our number one. Now, now, you're, now you talking. Okay, but Odell does not want that kind he of He won't eat. that kind of – he's been there. No. That, the man was number one in New York. Well, he was. What kind of pressure a long that? time ago. And then he goes to L.A. and chooses to play alongside of – the guy who's winning the triple crown yeah. at receiver. Ain't no, ain't the guy no who gets that. triple covered in the postseason. Well, that need, that need to explain why your guy hadn't moved up through the ranking. Because okay. he's been they removed they removed the block the hedge that was around him. They took Amari out of the equation. Mm. And Amari outdoing him. Mm. Amari outdoing him he's right not now. Outdoing him. He, he is not. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Yeah, he I'll, I'll take CD over Amari any day or any night, especially in a road game. When Amari just disappears, goes Well, ghost. you tell your guy to get 100 yards. Okay. Well, we don't do it that way. Why we not? spread the well. No, you, you spread yeah. the well because yeah. guess why? When you got all them receivers, that means you don't got one. Because all yeah. I know, the big dogs, mm. Cooper Cup, get 100 yards. Devontae, get 100 yards. Reek, get 100 yards. Justin Jefferson, get 100 yards. Yep. The Stephon Diggs, get 100 yards. D-Hop, get 100 yards. Do I need to go more? Do I need one more? No. More? We are sitting at six and two, just as the way as we were a year ago. But we're a different six and two this year because we got my O Micah eleven from heaven. We got a defense that is leading the world in quarterback pressures. We got a defense that will help carry us. I think all the way to at least an NFC Championship game. There's a groundswell of support for my Cowboys being the team in the NFC that that remains pretty wide open. So Odell, he he's got the luxury because I don't think he's going to decide until the first of December, and he's got the luxury of sitting back and saying, "Okay, show me something, Jerry. What are you guys going to do up at Green Bay?" Once upon a time, Odell played his first playoff game at Lambeau, yeah. and he stunk it up because he had taken his teammates on a little venture to South Beach. Y'all went last time. Y'all was in Green Bay to play our game. Y'all stunk it up. Did we? Sure did. I, I don't even remember that. Cried about a kid. Y'all heard it up 10 years later, almost a decade later. Y'all talking about it was a catch. Oh, yeah. He caught it. He did catch it. Maybe Odell could catch it and get away with it. I don't know. Whatever. Right? So the, the point Odell is. Odell would have put that in his pocket. Okay. He can sit back and he can watch. Will we go up to Lambeau? I believe we'll go up to Lambeau and get even with Brett, uh, Brett Favre, with Aaron Rodgers, who is only. That ain't saying nothing. Yeah. And then I believe because our two backup quarterbacks have beaten Kirk Cousins with all his jewels. Yeah, you saw it. You saw saw him. You saw what he did. Yeah, Yeah. iced out. He's iced out up in first class doing his little (laughs) lame dance. Stop hating on him. Stop hating because he man got more swag than that. Would you believe that the guy we saw on Monday Night Football last night, that red rifle guy, that Andy Dalton, would you believe two years ago he went up and beat Kirk Cousins up in Minnesota? Would you believe the guy you have no use for? My backup quarterback named Cooper Rush rushed up to Minnesota last year in his first ever NFL start. Really? They're a different team now. Are they? Okay. Well, they got a different coach. I'll give you that. I don't know about different team because they got the same old quarterback that we have owned. So what if we go get that one? What if we beat the Giants, Odell's former team, on Thanksgiving afternoon? Okay. Oh, then maybe it. Odell says, ooh, I want a little piece of that action. Kansas so City, he joins Kansas us. Kansas City might be in the play. Uh, 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 the 49ers might be in play. Maybe they will. Who knows? Yeah, he could, go there. he could go there and get lost. Whoa, why you care? 
You talk about Odell is not the same guy anyway, yeah. so why you care if he goes somewhere and get lost? I just like him because he could say, you know what, if yeah. I go to Dallas, I, I could be the Super Bowl catalyst for a second yeah. year in a row. That yeah. looked good on my resume. Now all of a sudden you like him. You want to be the catalyst. Yeah. I'm in the catbird seat <laughs> if I no get the catalyst, no. right? No. Yeah. Your team is not. I, I think Jerry, he – when he knows he's on to something, you can just hear it and, and, and decipher it in what he's saying. Whatever. And that's what he's doing. <laughs> you know and I know this is coming. Whatever. No, yeah. you hope it's coming. Now, now all of a sudden, you Odell's biggest fan. I want you to remember that, Oh, Now, you know how this man been talking crazy. Now, all of a sudden, he's your biggest supporter. Odell loves me. No. Trust me. He no, does. He and he knows I'm right about I America's know. team. I know. Odell Beckham Jr. was born to play for America's no. team. You know it he and I know it. that team. Okay. He started out in the Big Apple. And he launched his career against the Dallas Cowboys with the greatest catch He's ever. He's too good for that. Am I right about He's that? He's too good for that. Do you remember that game on Sunday Night Football? The greatest catch ever on Brandon Hughes' car. You, you even been, got interfered with. On you, but when I was when I was growing up, uh, uh, girl, uh, uh, dads used to tell their daughter, <laughs> "You too good for him." That's mm. what they used to tell you. Know what I'm saying? When they do okay. Jack Lay try to come around town, can I dig? No, I you're not it. good enough for my daughter. Really? They not good enough for O. Okay, so he starts in the Big Apple, then he go, goes to La La Land and does Hollywood and yep. wins a ring. Okay, God bless him. He I, don't, I don't him. know anybody moving from L.A. to Dallas. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know nobody doing that. Well, Dallas, what are you doing that? Dallas is Hollywood Southwest. Ain't no side, no yeah, such thing. It is. Ain't no it such is. Thing. No. It, in the NFL, it's Hollywood. No, no. it is. Mm-mm. Yeah, you got to go play Hollywood, Dallas. No. I heard yep. Dallas got some good barbecue and stuff. Yeah. Risk no, it and, that's you know, not what court. it is. No. But that's about all y'all got. No, it's the biggest stage in the sport, and Odell was born to what play on it, and he will. And you know what? That star would look really good on the side because it's a superstar wearing Now all of a sudden you Odell supporter. No, I just I need him to be my number three. He can just ease right into the fray. No pressure whatsoever. Number three. We might give him 10 mil. I don't know. We might. Give him a little 10 mil just to keep him happy. <laughs> Yeah, we got it. Go somewhere else. We got it to play with. Yeah, you don't want to see it because you know it's a perfect fit. Nope. Huh? You I think San Fran or Kansas City better fit. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Oh, what I'm thinking. No. You, you don't want to go be the savior for Mahomes. Whoa! Too much pressure. He's coming off two ACLs. Two. So he coming off, so, so he's coming off two ACLs if he go to Kansas City. Yeah. But what is he coming off of if he go to Dallas? Miracles. <laughs> <laughs> you ought to be ashamed of yourself, man. You got no shame whatsoever. I got it. I got this. This is perfect. This man got I no shame. I'm catalyst, Odell. We got you. <laughs> well, get Mike McCarthy is certainly a big fan of OBJ, yeah. mm-hmm. and he could get medical clearance on that knee this week. The drama will continue. Yep. Certainly what he does. Mm. All right, guys. Let's talk about the chances of Kyrie reuniting with LeBron when we come back. Are they totally gone? That's next on Undisputed. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And I won't back down. The Lakers reportedly have, quote, significant concerns about trading for Kyrie Irving. 
something the team was very interested in. Before Kyrie's recent actions and comments regarding an anti-Semitic film he promoted on social media. Shannon, should the Lakers still want Kyrie? Skip, he's a tremendous basketball player. <clears throat> as long as anyone that trades for Kyrie understands what they're getting. Skip, if you go buy a car, you see it on the lot, and it says as is, you can't hope that, you know, once you get it, that they're going to be able to add something or it's going to be something as is. You trade for Kyrie Irving, you accept him as is. Phenomenal basketball player. As skilled at the guard position as we've seen in all of NBA history. A 50, 40, 90 guy skip, you can shoot the three, mid-range, can finish with either hand at the rim. The English he can put on the basketball is second to none. Can handle the basketball. Handles are crazy. Could be a globetrotter and one. But there's another side of Kyrie that mm. you're also going to have to deal with. And if you're okay with that, yeah. if you're okay with that side that comes along with the basketball player, by any means, take it. Is that side, the other side, the predominant side? That's the question. It seems to be now. Yep. Uh, once upon a time, I'm sure he's always had these beliefs. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he's always had these theories. Uh, maybe they're, come be, they're more to the forefront Maybe he's gone this, as they like the term they like to use, at an awakening. Uh, maybe he had an epiphany or he's gone through a metamorphosis or whatever the case, whatever term you want to use. At the end of the day, Kyrie is what he is. Now, don't get this man and say, well, I didn't know he might blow off this or he might say that because you got history that says this is what he's capable of doing. Mm. And if you're okay with that, by any means, trade for it. If the Nets are willing to part ways with him, it seems that they're more willing now to part ways with him. I agree. Because they've given the, this decree now, Skip. It wasn't enough that he apologized. Now they're trying to rob, I believe they're trying to rob the man of his dignity. They're trying to make him grovel to come and get his job back. And I don't agree with that. Mm. A man said he was sorry. Hey, I was wrong. Yeah, I would have liked to see him. Hey, I shared a link to my page. Uh, it was brought to my attention that I offended a group of people. And for that, I would like to say I'm sincerely sorry. Mm. That was not my intention. In the hope of trying to enlighten and educate my people, I was disrespectful. I was disparaging to another group of people. Mm. Could have said that, Skip, and maybe this would have, it wouldn't have gotten to this point. People would have been upset. Yep. But I think when you come out and you say I'm sorry, I apologize, before you're being forced to say I'm sorry or apologizing, people are more apt to say, okay, it's sincere. It wasn't until... He was suspended. It wasn't until he had things taken away from him that all of a sudden he got, the, and it, and it got it in him to say that I'm sorry. But Skip, Kyrie is what he is. So don't get this man and think you're going to get something that he's not. No. This is who he is. Agreed. Which is why in the athletic piece, they interviewed 11 team executives and not one of them said, I would take Kyrie as is, as you say. Too many issues, and one GM is quoted as saying he's the opposite of a commodity now. Another says, I think Kyrie might not ever play again in the NBA. That one stopped me in my tracks. Mm -hmm. Seriously? There's not one team out there that say, well, yeah, we, we get it, but we, 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 all, we, we see what he can still do because he's been doing it this year already, yeah, right? He, I mean, the guy that he's a seven-time All-Star skip, he's a 23-point, six assists in 12 seasons. That's what he's done, and we know the shot that he hit. We know he can dazzle. Skip, he can go get 50 at the drop of a hat. He can make 30 and get 30 in, in a rail shots. And when he does, you're like, that, that's, that's unbelievable. Okay. So here's what we also know about him 
away from basketball. Steve Nash gets hired and both Kevin and Kyrie get interviewed. I think they're on the same podcast. Mm -hmm. And Kyrie goes so far as to say, we don't even need a coach. We can coach ourselves. Okay, so you know that's the issue going forward. Mm -hmm. Then he decides, I'm not going to get vaccinated, even if it tears my team apart and wrecks the season. And why won't you, Kyrie? I'm I'm not going to tell you. Right. We don't know. I still don't know to this day exactly what his stance was on no vax. Then he starts to call himself an artist. I'm operating on a level above all of you. You, you, you don't get where I'm, I'm operating up here both on and off the court right. to the point that I have things in my life that are much bigger than basketball. Right. Cool. Great. Go. But, but don't take our now $37 million right. To, right. to be right. who you want to be. Right. 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 That, that was my whole issue with the link that he posted. You, you can tweet away. You can say whatever you, you, right. you can get away with a lot of things in this country except terrorist threats. But right. But the point is, if you want to walk away from basketball and be some kind of a crusader or a groundbreaker or an original thinker, I'm all for that. But you can't do it right. representing the Brooklyn and the thing Nets is, and if, the NBA. If somebody, said, if somebody said, look, for me, I, I, I've never been and I'm never going to be. And that's something my grandfather always say, boy, never yep. be too big to say, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Be too prideful to say that. Skip, if I say something and I've had this and it happened before, it's like, I'm sorry. I mean, so because sometimes when you say I'm sorry, it's like I'm acquiescing. You hurt, you hurt a group of people, okay. or if you hurt someone. Right, but you're not going to say you're sorry if you're not sorry. Right, but, that, but that's, but that's okay. the thing. But that's the thing. And if you're not sorry, just don't, you know, don't say anything. <laughs> okay. Just keep well, it that, moving. That's where we got. And finally, Kyrie, as he goes into the midlife of his, his basketball career, he has not been able to stay healthy, and he will not play hurt. He's not going to play through an injury like some of the old-school players right. would. Well, I think the thing was, Skip, it happened in Cleveland. He kind of was playing through that inj- that knee, and the in- knee finally went out in the NBA Finals, the overtime, Skip. And I think from that point on, it, it, it takes a special type of person, Skip, to play with a dean because you know, and they, oh, you're not doing it anymore. You can't harm it any worse than what it is. But can I help it? He, he fractured his kneecap. <laughs> yeah. Can, can, I, can I help it? It was bad. It, it yeah. was. And so for me, Skip, look, like I said, he's a phenomenal talent. He, he is. He's, he's as good. And I, I love Kyrie the player. It's the other things that you have to, you have to embrace. Because if, all, if playing basketball was always about Skip, every other team would line up to take him. But they know there's so much more that comes along yep. with said player. I was under the assumption that it was a done deal that at least by next year when he becomes free, that, that he's bound for a, L.A. Right. and he wants to reunite with LeBron and make it right. I walked away too soon. I was too young. I was too immature. I didn't get it. The grass was not greener, so to speak, in Boston. Right. And l- let me have a do-over with LeBron. I thought it was a done deal right. that next year, as LeBron goes into year 21, it's it just like the perfect way out here for the Lakers. Right. And now this story says it's quite clear that the Lakers are highly unlikely, if not impossible, as a landing spot. Yeah. If not impossible as a yeah. landing You're kidding. Well, they got a big, big population of the people that was offended by what, he, would say. what he posted okay. out here in L.A. And, I, and that's the thing, Skip. Look, and like you said, you can tweet uh, or say whatever you want, but just understand the ramifications that comes along with that. And yeah. if you're okay with the, the, the handle of that backlash, 
You just can't. And people that are in business and people that 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 do certain things understand. Mm. You can't just willy-nilly say whatever I want. I'm free to this, I'm free to do that. If you do that, that minister, you don't understand the work environment. You don't understand a situation that we're in. Because you just can't. You cannot. Okay, you're free to do it as long as you don't represent the Brooklyn Nets and the National yes. Basketball Association. Yes. If you, right? you, hey, you, if you do your own thing, if you built up that type of uh, 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 cachet, that type of capital yeah. that I can say and tweet and do whatever I want, and I don't care, I don't need anybody because I got enough money, I got enough, uh, uh, what the, uh, what, what the, what's the color, uh, well, yeah. financial freedom. You got mm-hmm. financial yeah. freedom, mm-hmm. or you got that, okay, fine, do that. But there are not very many people that can willy-nilly just say and do what they want. And, and, and not be able to, like, the ramification would be crippling. I have been the biggest Kyrie fan, but I got to tell you, if I were a GM right now, I'm just not sure he really wants to keep playing basketball. And because of that, do I want to risk paying him a lot of money? Well, well Skip, if you, if you, if you, it's the trade. Well, I mean, if you wait till at the end of the year or if they release him, I don't think the, the Brooklyn Nets are going to release him. Um, maybe um, they given this they gave him this manifesto skip of yeah. what they want him to. I'm like, now come on now, y'all 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 guys love like me. six things. You yeah have yeah to y'all achieve. y'all going to y'all this skip. It's kind of like you be in a relationship and and, and the other party says, well, okay, I need you to do this this. this. I, I said I was sorry, but that's not enough. No no, now I need to rob you of something to put you to let you know because skip. I need to, right now what Brooklyn's trying to do. They're trying to put him in front of all the world to see. Mm-hmm. You see what happens if you do this others. This is what could possibly happen to you. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that, Skip. I think that's a bit that for me, that's a bit much. And I've been, you know, I've been very critical of Kyrie. But I think what Brooklyn is doing now, that's a bit much. Okay, so they're forcing maybe his hand. Does he want out? Does he want to get cut? Is that are we heading in that direction? Well, I think it's feeling like it to me. Well, the thing is, is that no, if y'all if y'all want to pay me my money to go go home, yep. Okay, I'll do that. Hmm. That's well, what I, do. I don't think they want to pay him another nickel. Like oh, this. absolutely not. But I don't know how they, they can't get out from under that skip. Mm. I don't think he's done anything. I don't think the more I don't think he's done anything to breach his contract. I don't I don't I don't think what look I, well, he was wrong. I, I believe he was wrong. Other people don't believe he was wrong. Me, my personally, I believe that he was wrong for what he said. But I don't believe that is a breach. That is the, a breach of contract that says I'm going to take thirty plus million dollars from the man. Nah, hell no. Nah. Mm. Well, bottom line, I viewed him as your savior to come out here at least next year as a free agent. Mm -hmm. If they're right about this reporting and they're usually right, then there's no way. Skip, somebody going to take him. I would think somebody (laughs) would take a (laughs) shot. Now, I don't know if he'll get that 50 million because the guy of Kyrie, he could could be in line five years, 250 million. I don't believe he gets that. But was he going to have to take some mid-level exception? No, I don't know if he'd take a mid-level exception. I think he can get probably – he'd get close to what he was. Can he get 25, 30 million? I don't know. I, I'm, I, I would say a big no to that. Wow. Well, guys, the drama around this issue might not be going away anytime soon for Kyrie. Jalen Brown coming out saying he expects the Players Association to appeal both the suspension and the terms that Kyrie has to meet to be reinstated. So this could continue for quite some time. All right, let's get back to Skip's Cowboys. What did Mike McCarthy have to say about returning to Green Bay? Yeah, what do you say? That's coming up next, and you don't want to miss Skip's take. That's next. 
All right, Skip Cowboys heading to Green Bay this Sunday, and that's on Fox as well. Of course, naturally, it's going to be a homecoming of sorts for Mike McCarthy. He was the Packers head coach for 13 years. Now he's at the helm of the Cowboys. And recently, he talked about the significance of this upcoming game. I don't know why anybody would take it personally. I mean, that, that's 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 what this great game's about. It's about opportunities. You know, I think Matt's done an excellent job uh, with his opportunities. You know, you know, I was there 13 years. That's a long time. That's a long time. So um, you don't ever stay the same in this in this in this game, especially as a head coach. You know, as a successful team, uh, you're either getting better or going the other way. So um, you know, I, I really don't have any issue with the change you know um i'm um, i think it's it's part of being in this league as long as i have i mean i think this is year 29 and you know i've, I've spent half of my career in green bay so I, I think i have a pretty good grip on how things work and and but more importantly how they work in this league mature take from mccarthy mm-hmm. on his exit from green bay right shannon scale of one to ten though how much do you believe this team wants to win this matchup for mccarthy man for me i'll be a 10 but with these guys, it's probably two or three. Skip, I give you a prime example. I played for Mike Shanahan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mike Shanahan was head coach of the Raiders for, ten, for 20 games. He was. Then Al Davis is going to say, yeah, I fired him, and I'm not going to pay him. I took that personally. Sure. You get a man 20 games, and that's not enough, and now you're not going to pay him when you know that stipulates in the contract that you're going to pay him, and then you tell he'll spend more money trying to recoup the money than he, what I actually owe him. So I took it personal. So every time I got a chance to play the Raiders, I tried to light their ass up. Mm-hmm. And I tried to make sure my team understood that. This is what they think of our coach. And we tried, we had Raider week, and we tried to beat the brakes off him. Now, yep. that was me personally. I had a different mindset, Skip. I took things personal. Yep. I took personal. If the coach lost his job on my watch, I failed. A lot of guys don't think that, oh, well, it happens. This is part of the business. You know, players get cut. Coaches lose their job. The Cowboys, I don't know what they think. Maybe they didn't think that Mike McCarthy was wrong. And so, hey, maybe he go back, he go back, maybe he gets him another massage on Saturday. You know, he gets him at the end. He gets a massage on Saturday. Yep. You know, I'm sure he, they, they you, still you up have there. brought that up many times, right? <laughs> look, yeah, look, he spent 13 seasons. He won a Super Bowl, won six division titles. Every time I hear that, it just <laughs> boggles my mind. He was there for 13, 13. years? What? And, he won, and won six division titles. You know, winning the division. I mean, you sh- he probably should have won more. Hell, he had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. You only in 13 years. You got two probably arguably greatest quarterbacks that ever played. You only won uh, six division titles. Probably should have won it every good year. Good point. But um, let's get back. Look, I understand. He's, he's, I'm sure he, every coach that gets fired feels that they, they were let go too soon or it shouldn't have happened. Um, and they needed more time to turn it around, especially after they had done so many good things. Um, but I, like I say, Skip, the, the, guy, the guys that have a different mindset, players now have a different mindset. And maybe I'm one of the few that took things personally, like, like my coach or things of that nature. But I don't think the Cowboy players, I don't think they're thinking like, oh, man, they're wrong, Mike. Let's go up there and beat them down for doing this to Mike to show what type of coach that we have and what they missed out on. I don't think the players, but I don't think, I don't, <laughs> I don't think they're losing any sleep over it. What emotional connection do these Cowboys have to that head coach? <laughs> I, I, I sense little to none, I right? Agree. I so, agree. so I think it's the last thing on their mind. And I can tell you for a fact, as a lifelong diehard <laughs> Cowboy fan, the last thing on my mind, the last thing I want to hear about is Mike McCarthy goes back to Green Bay because I do not care. <laughs> I, I don't know how 
He pulled off what he pulled off. He got to go on one great ride with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. They were the road wild card team. Right. And they went, as you remember, to Philadelphia. And they went, and they uh-huh. went, and they went. They went all the way, and Man. they went all the way to Dallas, ironically and fittingly, I guess, to win a Super Bowl. Yep. Aaron was the MVP. Polamalu had a pulled hamstring. Ryan Clark was kind of on his last legs, and he lit him up. Right. Way to go. And they did that, and he got a ring. Right. Going along for the ride. Right. Because I, I think he has been flat out exposed in Dallas. It reminds me of the way Russell Westbrook has been exposed in L.A. That's what happened to him in Dallas on the coaching level. Right. He is the most overrated coach in NFL history, and I don't think it's even close because I don't know what he does. During games, he looks like just some innocent bystander on the sidelines who just happened to walk into a football game. He comes across like a bump on a sideline log who's just looking around like, what's going on here? Oh, I see the Jumbotron. Because, huh? because, Am I supposed to? Because, Gib, if you think about it, John Fossil Bones yeah. runs the, all the special all, teams. All that, and he's really good at it. DQ, Keep going. DQ is in charge of the defense. And last year he won what? <laughs> Assistant <laughs> Coach of yes. the Year. And Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. Calls I, I don't all know, the plays. Isn't, isn't he one of the best? I, I yes. sort of go back and forth. But when he gets on a roll, he gets on yeah. a roll. The strength of the team, the guts of the coaching staff you just named, is, or is that triumvirate underneath that guy. Right. I don't know what he does. I think he used to call plays. And I used to hear he was Wait. pretty good at play calling in Green Bay. But he hadn't called any plays since he's been in Dallas. Play. Okay, I don't know what he does. I don't think the players know what he does. He has become irrelevant. It's not even that they win in spite of him, although his challenging has been challenging for me to watch, right, because or lack thereof. Right. I, I don't know. Strategically, they've been able to just maneuver around him. Right. Okay, they maneuvered around him last year to get to 6-2. and two. So here we are again. We're six at the same three. junction again, right? 6-2 yep. and two junction. Where are we going to go? Well, it, it, it's not going to depend on him because he was useless down the stretch last year. And you know what happened? Right on schedule. Here came your Denver Broncos to Jerry World, and it's 30 to nothing going to the fourth quarter. He's the worst single motivator, and I know this for a fact because I got to see it live and on tape <laughs> on hard knocks. He, he couldn't motivate uh, – uh, a junior high school team. He he couldn't uh, a church league team. He he. It's it's the most hollow, shallow, lame, yeah. cliche ridden. I don't speeches. I don't think I don't think motivation is a strong suit. It, it is not. And I think as soon as he starts to speak, they just close ears yeah. and they start thinking. And I don't about, know if he's a tactician. No. I mean, because we look at Belichick. I don't know how good a motivator Coach Belichick is, but I, we know he's a tactician. We know he understands X's and O's. He understands how to move pieces here and there. Especially on the defensive side. Yes. And every once in a while, they surprise me. They come up with a real big game plan. Yes. And, and then somehow when Chicago goes there, they get destroyed. Right. I, don't, I don't know. So with that being said, Skip, I, I, like I said, I don't, like I, I don't, I don't know how the players – uh, uh, feel about their coach. Me, I, I loved all my coaches. I, I didn't really have a bad coach because I think the thing for me is that the coach allowed me to be me. And if you allow me to be me, you're going to get the best of me. So whether it was Coach Reeves, and I was a young player when Coach Reeves came in, but he finally decided, like, you know what? If I let Shannon do this, let Shannon you – no, know, within the scheme, I, I'm not yeah. going to be destructive or anything yeah. no, like that. I, I got it. Wade and Mike and Brian Billick, obviously. Okay. But but this guy is Jerry Jones is Jeff Saturday. Yeah, that, that's yeah. who he is. Yeah. He, he's the guy. Jerry just hit it off with him. Yeah, they 
drank beer and whatever they drank all night long right. and ate nachos and more nachos. And they at four o'clock in the morning, they said the two sons looked yeah. at Jerry and said, "What are we waiting on? Right. Let's make him our coach." Yeah, after you done lied to Jerry, you know I watched every last every snap. Last I broke that, and then he's like, "Now I didn't really do that." Okay. I, Jerry should said, "Well, you fired. You lied to me." Okay, That's, but Jerry's very happy with him because he can take him and his wife to dinner and be yeah. happy with them. And on Friday afternoon, they can go drink beer and eat nachos and have a, a, a good old time. Yeah. Okay, that's why he's content. And whatever he tells that man to do, that man does. Exactly. And never crosses him, never questions him, ne- never bucks the system. Right. Okay, wh- yeah. whatever you say. Well, Jimmy Johnson was a motivator. Okay, all right. So if you told me that once you remember the great Vince Lombardi. I do. Who, who made the Green Bay Packers. Yes, and he was, he was the driving force. This is pre-your brother going yes. there, obviously. But he was the driving force. He was the leader of teams that dominated pro football oh, yeah. for about – Eight or nine years. He was yes. there for nine years. Yes. They, they dominated yeah, from they, the start. They won two Super Bowls in three. Yeah. I think they won five titles. Okay, five titles. And then he took a year off and he went to Washington. Right. Well, they didn't happen to have Green Bay on the schedule. But if Vince Lombardi had gone back to oh, Green absolutely. Bay. absolutely. Now, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a game. That's yeah. a moment. That, that's, you, you want to talk about mixed emotions for yeah. the home team. Yeah. I, I think these people have no emotions for Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I don't. Seriously. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't. I, mean, I mean, they're not going to boo him. That they, they will... They'll they'll give him a courteous sort of hello right. and welcome back with, right. with some yeah. early applause, I think. And then after that, it'll just be, yeah. let's let's play football. Yeah, the likelihood of, uh, I mean, the likelihood, Skip, of we seeing a, a Coach Lombardi or a Coach Walsh or somebody that's won multiple, multiple championships leaving one locale. It'll be interesting to see. Paul Brown, Skip, you know what he did in Cleveland, then he took over Cincinnati. With Cincinnati, okay. What type? I wonder what type of reception did he get. All right, that that's a good one. But but to me, there's Vince Lombardi, and then wait, that guy. (laughs) There's a lot of guys in between Coach Lombardi before you get the Coach Mike McCarthy. Okay, so in the end, all I care about is number twelve for Green Bay because. He has dominated right. us. He has owned right. us. So, so my central focus this week is, where is he? Is he, is he even going to show up on Sunday? Is he about ready to, to walk into the sunset or what? Mike McCarthy was my position coach at the Pro Bowl. He, he was. At, he was at okay. Kansas City at All the time. Right. Uh, well, they did, went, were you inspired that day? You know what, Skip? And I was looking, I was thinking about, like, I mean, I just thought, thought he I mean, not just, just some guy. Yeah, he was a guy. I don't know. See, I didn't no, think there you go. Special. I think that's what Michael Parsons <laughs> and Dak Prescott. I but think I, they all just think he's a guy. I can say I didn't see head coach. Yeah. I mean, with Kube, Kube, uh, Gary Kubiak, yeah. Skip, he was my quarterback. He was yeah. my quarterback offensive coordinator. I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, even as a quarterback, like, he'd, make, he'd make a hell of a head coach. Yeah. Because he had a way, he had a way with people. You could just and he see could ex- it. And he could explain things to yeah. you. Like, you're like, okay. He's like, well, you know, he, he'd always tell me, what well, this, I'm like, man, cool, why are we, why are we doing that? He's like, well, if, the reason why we did this, because if he does this, you do this, you'll be open. Okay. So he can explain it. Do, do you ever hear this guy speak where you say, <laughs> well, that's <laughs> deep. I, I, half the time he says things and I say, what? <laughs> what, what was that? I, I don't know. There's no there there. Right. It's going to be a must-watch marquee matchup on the NFL on Fox, gentlemen. That is for sure. All right, moving on. Let's talk a little Dwight Howard. Who did he just sign with? Uh, I bet it's going to be a bit further away than most of you expect. (laughs) That's next, coming up right here on Undisputed. All right, so Dwight Howard just announced he is headed to... Taiwan to continue to play basketball for the Leopards in the island's top division. 
The 36-year-old is an eight-time All-Star and an NBA champ. Shannon, what was your reaction when you heard this latest news about Dwight? I'm surprised, but I'm disappointed that the NBA has seemingly moved on from Dwight Howard. Yep. Um, Skip, I had him on my podcast a couple of weeks ago. Oh, did you? I did. And it seems to me that for the longest time, the NBA and the NBA execs and the NBA circles have marginalized this man's career. I don't care what anybody tells me. He should have been a top 75 player. Skip, he's an eight-time All-Star. He's a five-time first-team All-NBA player. He's a three-time defensive player of the year, a four-time first-team All-Defense, two-time block block, uh, champ, Mm -hmm. block shot champ. Yep. And I get it. But, Skip, there was a time that Dwight Howard was a top-five player in the NBA. He was that. He took. He was the best player on a team that went to the NBA Finals. Now they got swept by a better team in the Lakers and Kobe and Powell, but he did that. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, Skip, this is why we know perception is a person's reality. Because the perception is Dwight Howard is lazy. Dwight Howard does not take the game serious. That, that's for sure. Yeah. And so now, boom, that's what he does. Yeah. And he, he has. How do you be lazy and do all this? How do you not take the game seriously and get all get all these accolades? I, I'm, I'm confused. So for me, I, I, it's just it's sad. And talking to him, he's like, I talk to some teams, and they say they want a big that can shoot threes. <laughs> that is the way I, it's going. I believe that there's a role. Dwight Howard, he says he's great in the pick and roll, great in pick and roll defense. He still can defend the paint. He's not what he once was. What guy in year 19, what guy in year 20 is the same guy they were in year five or six? They're not. But I, I'm, 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 I'm happy that he gets to continue his, his play. I'm just disappointed it's not in the NBA. Mm. So, Shannon Sharp, I've had my issues over the years with Dwight Howard, mm-hmm. but I do like him. I think his heart's in a good place. I think he's a good guy I deep do too. down. And when I heard this, whenever it was late yesterday afternoon, I just sat back and said, what? Wait a minute. It's like he's part of the fabric of the NBA. It's like he belongs somewhere on somebody's team. And to his credit, obviously he was on the bubble championship team for the Lakers. Mm -hmm. I think he started to take basketball much more seriously over the last four or five years because he became a tough guy, as in an enforcer, as in he will come in and lay wood on people. Yes. And I love that about him because I didn't always see that because he got away with natural ability for a long time. And it's, I never thought of him as lazy. I just thought of him as, eh, he just wants to clown around before right. games and, and just have a He'll have his time. backpack yeah. on and throwing hook He'll shots. Throwing and hook shots. That's, that's all. And that's what Kobe just had early issues with right. Dwight. Remember, they right. clashed. Right. And you just got to take it. Right. I, I don't want you shooting half-court hook He's, shots. He said what, what Kobe bothered Dwight was explaining to me, he said what Kobe had a problem with when he said I was soft, he said, you let things bother you that you shouldn't. You let the crowd heckling you. You letting the refs call a foul on you and you let guys getting physical with you. You let that bother you. You need to be tougher mentally to fight through those things. Dwight, you 16, look at you. You let a referee make a bad call on you and that affect you the rest of the game? You let somebody do something to you and that go, you get you out of your game? You let people say this about you, get you out of your – what? Come on, Dwight. Yep. I think early on, a lot of people around the league thought he was too gentle of a giant. Yeah. Like, like he's just almost like a comic book character. Right. But the point was 
he wasn't the tallest big. That, that's no. what always got me about Dwight because 6'10 now is, isn't everybody 6'10? Exactly. I mean, LeBron's 6'9, yeah. right? Right. Dwight did a lot with not that much. Right. And you want to talk about a pair of shoulders? Whew. Yes. Maybe all time, all time. He was giving. He was explaining to me. I asked him how much he. He said, "Man, he said I was benching like, like four thirty, and then I went to 430? shoot thirty. He was benching four, and he's like, man, I, I couldn't shoot. He no. said, man, I got to stop. I got to stop lifting. He said he squat like five hundred pounds. I'm like, you white. The basketball weigh like fifteen, sixteen pounds. Why the hell you need to bench four thirty? I don't know. Well, it helped him blocking shots, and yeah. it helped him man the post because he. He led in rebounds five times. Right. Averaged 12 rebounds a game for his career. Yes. So, in the end, there was the hack of Dwight. And right. he was maybe the first sort of focal point. I know Shaq was. But, yeah. but Dwight was. You just couldn't play him down the stretch because he just couldn't even come close to making a free throw right. late. So, right. that was a, a knock on him. But I, I look back very fondly on all that he did accomplish. And this is you don't know what you got till it's gone. Right. And Man, Orlando. I, I miss him. In Orlando, he was dominating. Yes, he that, was. And he, pro- he probably should have stayed there, Skip, but he felt that he had he had outgrown it and he wanted to, you know, do something else. Uh, felt, and, uh, you know, Shaq kind of felt that, that he wasn't appreciated because they, they, yeah. because they took a poll and they say, nah, you shouldn't pay Shaq. Shaq took that personally, like, okay, came to L.A. No, I, and I, I think it. that's what happened with the Skip, guys got feelings. Guys got emotions. I'm pouring my heart and soul, and now you're going to tell me you don't think I'm worth the money that I'm asking for. Yeah. That team that knocked out LeBron after he made the shot hurt yeah, around yes, the world yeah. where they had surrounded Dwight with all yeah. those snipers. Peja and Ooh. Petrus and all those oh, guys. You had Jameer they? Nelson. Oh, did they? That was a basketball team. Unfortunately, it ran into Kobe Bean Bryant. Yep. That's what happened. That's what and happened. And Powell, but, but yeah. mostly ran Kobe. into Kobe in the yeah. finals, right? Well, Skip, he, was, he was the best player on that team. Was he? He was the best player I mean, on that team. Is the, he, he was the sun, right. and they were all moons they around shoot. him. And, yeah. and I think that game six, I think he went for 40 and 14 in he that did. game six. Yeah. So it wasn't – they make it seem like he was just – he was not a guy. No. He was a, he no, was the, he he was was, a force. He was the best big in his time. He, there, there was a stretch. He was the best big in the game. He was a top five player. And I thought he should have been rewarded with a top 75 player. But wow. perception is reality. And Taiwan? Taiwan, man. Ah. But he got a farm in Georgia, Skip. He growing, Good for he him. growing, he growing crops. No, he'll be fine. He got fine. chickens. He got pigs. He got yep. cattle. So he got, a, he got a lot to look forward to when he comes back home. He does. It's an adventure, right? Yeah. We shall see. I, I will look forward to his return to your podcast after he gets back from Taiwan, Shannon. <laughs> I'd love to hear about it. All right, guys. Whew. It was an ugly Sunday for the Panthers. Now should they be sticking with Baker Mayfield at quarterback? Skip, got to get your take. Damn. That's coming up on the other side of this break. Baker Mayfield starting the second half against the Bengals on Sunday as he drove two touchdowns. Interim head coach Steve Wilk said the team, they're going to keep P.J. Walker as the starting QB. Hmm. Shannon, were you surprised Baker was not named the starter for nope. Thursday night against the Falcons? Sure were. Only one man, only one man on the planet hmm. thinks that Baker Mayfield is a starter, hmm. a viable starter. Really? And can win you playoff games. I'm the only one. You're the only one. I, I didn't say your name. Really? I didn't say, I didn't say only the one only man. only one, but yes. that's shocking to me after all we saw him do in Cleveland. What'd he do? Huh? 
He won seven games for a team that went 0-16. That's viable. History. Huh, he won a playoff game that they hadn't won since 1994. That's viable. You uh, History? Yeah. That 1984, 1984 mm-hmm. Jackson 5 album, mm-hmm. history. Yeah. That's what that was. Mm. What have you done for me lately? That's their sister, baby sister. I know. Yeah. I got Nothing. It. Yeah. So, and so it tells me that Steve Wilkes knows. I just saw this man up close and personal. Mm. P.J. Walker, hopefully he can get his revenge because he had this game won a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Hopefully D.J. Moore, if he catches a touchdown, keeps his helmet on, and then who knows what the outcome will be. They're going to go with P.J. Walker. I'm not so sure that now that Sam Darnold's off of IR, he might get his crack at it. He might get Your his crack. Your guy had a crack, did nothing. Really? Yep, went to bed. Same so, guy that came in and threw for 155 more in the second Mop-up duty. Really? Mop-up duty. Led the three touchdowns, two touchdown passes. Mop-up. That's Baker. Uh, all I know is when he had his opportunity, he ne- you know what, Skip? He never scored 21, never threw three, uh, threw, uh, uh, three touchdown passes. Hmm. When he had a starting job, hmm. when the game was him tough, not a game out of hand, 35 nothing. he wanted to come in and do something. Really? So, the point here is that, obviously, Baker Mayfield is way, way, way better than your guy, Sam Darnold, and he is way better than Matt Rule's guy, P.J. Walker. I can't tell. But the only reason they're not going to play Baker down the stretch is because he's too good to be played because they don't want to win games. They want to tank. That's number one. And number two, if he does play 70% of the snaps, and he's now at 61%, the fifth-round choice would move up to a fourth-round choice that they would owe Cleveland, and they don't want to have another rung up on the draft pick. I wouldn't mind having a rung up if mm. that man going to take me to the playoffs. Mm. Him just out there playing. Yeah. I'm doing all this work. So and they're 2-7, and seven, they're going to the playoffs? No. I think not. Uh, you do know who aided in that 2-7, and seven, right? Mm. <laughs> One Baker Mayfield. Yeah. The same guy who on opening Sunday against his former Lost. team, the Browns, in the fourth quarter he threw for 155. Lost. P.J. and Sam Darnold are not – Remotely capable of throwing for PJ Walker threw for 317. Mm. A game time threw, threw the ball 67 yards. Yep. Baker Mayfield couldn't punt the ball 67 mm. yards, let alone throw it. No, but Pop he's Gun Willie. far more accurate than PJ is. He's just better than PJ. And, and what? You, you hung your Commercial. hat on Sam Darnold, and so did they. And they gave Sam Darnold this year $19 million, and they traded a two, a four, and a six for Sam Darnold. Now, that and, was a and, bad idea. And what they trade for Baker? Huh? And that was a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> they traded next to nothing for Baker. Because, because guess yep. what? That's what you do. Mm. If you got nothing, you give it away for nothing. Okay, so we'll see who the new guy likes of this group, because some some coaches really love Baker Mayfield, and if they happen to hire the right coach, he may say, I want to keep that How guy. much do you want to bet Baker Mayfield ain't um, in Carolina next year? Okay, Put something you, on it. You well could be right I'm about well that. is right. And I've said this many, many times. I've said Baker became too famous for his own good because all those commercials he did are now coming back to bite him in the behind. If only because, he could play quarterback like he could act. Really? Oh, he's really good at that. Yeah. Well, he can kind of come across as smug and smarmy. The dog is in the yeah. house. I mean, oh, seriously. Really? Really? Oh, you're talking about Heisman House? Yeah. Yeah. That's the only house he been in. Road trip, he says to Bryce, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bryce Young. Young. Yeah. Road trip. Oh, we got to go on a road trip. Okay, he does all that, and he's still doing it, and they're still featuring him. They got all those former Heisman winners, but he's the star of stars. First of all, Skip. All those Heisman winners, Skip, you don't know George Rogers. You don't know a lot of those no, guys. But that some of them are pretty big stars. Yeah, but Skip, they old. Huh. Uh, uh, unless it's Barry. Mm. Now, nah, they need to get my homeboy his trophy back and let him get up in that thing, Reggie Bush. 
Oh, okay. They All need right. to give him his trophy back. Right. Well, he, he's doing okay for himself and a lot of Wendy's. Hey, ass. yeah, let me get some of that Wendy's. Yeah. You want to co-star with him? No, that? I didn't want some. I want some, uh, you know, coupons. No, I th- you want some coupons <laughs> so you can buy some Wendy's? Yeah. No, I ain't oh. no buy the coupon. Oh, okay. They'd be they free. I, I got you. So we will see what happens to Baker Mayfield. But the problem is he's such a star off the field. That man ain't no stop that. Well, he is a huge star. He he's is a commercial not. making star stud. This man. No, here. well, he is. What did you? Hey, he dominated the progressive ads. You, you, how many did they make? Thirty of them. What? What? What if he could play football like huh. he could act in commercials? Okay, well that's a good question. That Can man would be Patrick Mahomes. Well, I told you, I warned along the trail. I said You're, this is way too much too soon because he's painted a target on his back that is way too big for what he is able to accomplish to date as a quarterback. Nothing. Now, does anybody want him as a backup quarterback when you're such a celebrity? I don't he ain't know. no celebrity. Yeah, he, he ain't is. no celebrity. Oh, he's a huge star. Backup, that's what he is. I kept telling you he's mm-hmm. a backup. Mm-hmm. I kept telling you what he was. You didn't want to hear me. wants him as a backup. That, well, what do you want to do? Falcons and Panthers, guys. The Rock are both going My homeboy DJ take him in XFL. Taste okay. of well, defeat maybe. out. I got to interrupt. We got to go. <laughs> out of time. We got to talk about Steph Curry still. Yes. Do you think he got too heated last night? No. That's coming up when we come back. All right, Steph Curry got a tech for yelling at the referee last night. Curry thought the ref missed a foul on Malik Monk that sent him to the ground. Shannon, what's your reaction? Yeah, he should have been an and one. Steph was 47 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, zero turnovers, 17 to 24 from the floor, seven to 12 from the three-point line. Skip, he's playing unbelievable this year. That was, that was an and one. And when Steph got that agitated, and rightfully so, that's Steph Curry. Skip, he's not just the guy. That's Stephen Effin Curry. But, Give him but, that call. But he went running at the referee yeah. in ways that shocked me. I just happened to flip over to this game because I thought they were going to lose at home to the Kings because right. they were in dire straits. They were. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't pull out his heroic, I thought he was going to do like he did. What was that game six where he threw his mouthpiece? He got to take it in the game, Skip, and he ended up throwing his mouthpiece. I like hit it with the mouthpiece. Okay. Steph, well, no, don't do that. You're going to get thrown to out. To his credit, he channeled his anger and took it out on the Kings, who were in command. They and were. they roared back, did the Warriors. No thanks to anybody but Effin Stefan. Yep. Because he scores 17 in the fourth and makes six out of eight shots, including two out of three threes. And when he goes on a tear like that, I don't do. care who you are. It wouldn't matter who the opponent was, even the Kings, who are a little better than they used to be, right. obviously. He scored and, or assisted on the final 11 Warriors points. Skip, yep. he's averaging 32.6, a career high, 7 points, uh, 7.1 rebounds. 51% shooting, 41 for three. And they lost six straight games. 94% from the free throw line. <laughs> the best right, free throw shooter in the Great NBA show. right there. We Kevin Durant. Go. We are Seven. out of time. Perfect.